one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Force Center, but this one is special. Yeah, it's the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet, but this is our look back at Star Wars Celebration, which just concluded. I myself just flew back uh, less than 24 hours ago at the time of this recording, and I am here joined, thankfully, by my two pillars of support, Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. Oh, very happy to be here. We're going to be talking about Celebration. 
celebration. And then I, I pictured all the celebrations at the end of Return of the Jedi. And we will support you, much like the people support the Stormtrooper, except for in a friendly way. <laughs> not passing around in a riot. That's in a awful. friendly, supportive way. Thank you. We Thank will support you. you in your exhaustion. Yes. I, uh, yeah, I'm, look, I'm definitely tired. We've all been to cons and covered cons and work cons. That's, that, it's, it's hard work, but it's fun work. I just haven't had a moment to stop and take anything in. Had to get straight back to work today. Oof. Got in late last night on a, on a United flight that I was not thrown off of. <laughs> Um, uh, so, I, so flew out with Ryan Johnson, flew back with Luke Skywalker. Not in my same seat, not next to me, but on the <laughs> same plane. And uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. So anyways, uh, that's that's me. I was at Star Wars Celebration live and in person with the Collider uh, Video and Collider Jedi Council crew. You guys got to take it in via live stream. So uh, we have a lot to say. And I cannot tell you, um, number one, there's so much I want to say about what happened out there with the fans. And uh, yeah, certainly Collider uh, Jedi Council ha- has uh, honestly the bigger profile. So I had a lot of fans of that. But there were fans, Joseph Jennifer, that made a point to pull me aside and say, we love Force Center. From a little 10, 11-year-old girl to grizzled old Star Wars fans like you and me, Joseph, um, and a lot of people asking, and I love this, just assumed, hey, uh, where's Jennifer Joseph? Are they around the corner? Oh, that's nice. Um, And I would explain, you know, things didn't work out this year. Next time, which unfortunately is 2019. Yeah. But gives us more time to plan. It warms my heart to think that there's an 11-year-old girl listening to Databank Brawl. And thinking maybe that the word whiskey is a Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> and I got uh, great conversations with some people uh, uh, who were like, well, we love Data Bank Brawl, start awesome. pitching me ideas. One had a, <laughs> uh, one fan, I, I don't remember his name right now, and please tweet in. Uh, I met a lot of people and had a lot of drinks handed to me. Uh, was uh, Really wanted to pitch a, a General Grievous fight to me, and it was, <laughs> it was really awesome. And I, I said, look, man. I don't plan these things. I sit down, I put on headphones, press record, and Joseph throws names at us. So um, I want a special uh, special shout-out for, for all the fans who took the time to uh, let, let us know uh, what Star Wars and, and means to them and us talking about it means to them. It, it is, uh, it is I, I say it humbly, because uh, we're in this bubble. We're in, a, we're in Joseph's studio right now. <laughs> we don't get to meet the people, and it was fun. So a lot happened. I do want to, before I forget, do a shout-out to uh, Joe Caroni, uh, who does a lot of great Star Wars art, and I ran into him, and he was a fan of uh, a lot of the Star Wars stuff I do, and gave me a nice piece of art, hand-drawn, uh, Cassie and Andor, K2SO, Jin or so, and the Rogue One crew that he had hand-designed. Uh, it was great. You can check out Joe's stuff, too, online. And uh, uh, we also uh, got a gift, too, uh, before we re- uh, Sarah. Our friend Sarah Rawson out in Australia sent us a care package, guys. Yeah, it's lovely. Beautiful. A beautiful message, as well as, a, for me, a Bistan a <laughs> card patch. No oh. one says Bistan like Jennifer. Ross. <laughs> so Bistan. much energy to it. No, it's beautiful. Yes, it's a patch card from Star Wars Rogue One. It, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And also a Lego a Lego that is Ray. Yeah. Oh, you got oh, yeah. a Ray. You got one. a Ray Lego. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh man, we should play. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got an Admiral Raddus patch, which is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, and then uh, I got the whole Moncala package, and then I got an Admiral Akbar oh, Lego. This is great because he has a blaster and a glass, yeah, like a mug. Wait, he so, does. Let me see. Yeah, he's he got does. a little empty mug. He does. Oh my gosh, he has so a little mug. You can have a sort of like a little adventure <laughs> of him, and he's like, "Don't talk to me before I've had." my coffee or I'll shoot you. He's got a blaster and an empty mug. He's ready to go. I love that. Oh, 
that. I love that. I uh, I got an Admiral Raddus patch card, and then very this is wonderfully General Leia uh, Lego Lego minifig. So Sarah, we appreciate we appreciate the kind words and the letter you sent us, and uh, it is it is for all of you that we do this show, and it really means a lot to us guys. Star Wars Celebration was a big one. Uh, Disney Lucasfilm definitely. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Definitely felt they had to do something bigger and better following London last year. It was not well received. Mm. Uh, the people there had a lot of fun, and that's if you got to attend. Don't that's not taking anything away from your experience there. But there was some some blowback on some more of the organization, how things went down. So I will say this: Disney, Lucasfilm, Reed Pop that put together this convention had. It was A-plus performance, A-plus job. It was wonderful. Little line issues here and there. Guess what? That's going to happen when 20, 75,000? I don't know. 20 million people? I don't know. A lot. Show up and descend on one town, one location, every hotel room booked. In Orlando, there's some other things going on at the same time. Yeah, right. Uh, A few ships leaving. Yeah, so you're going to have a little bit bit of things here and there, some line issues. But overall, it was beautiful, fun, wonderful experience. We go to a lot of cons, the three of us. Uh, Would you guys, you guys have been to celebrations before there's something different when some of star wars fans Absolutely. yeah that yeah. word that word celebration actually works like you know mm. it, it could just be a word that's thrown out there but it is clear that that is ultimately yeah. the purpose of the thing is to truly celebrate and that came through even on the live stream uh on, on my couch con uh <laughs> felt like a celebration uh in the yeah. just the community that was there obviously is you know palpable like i yeah. said you know it's different when you can smell the community right next to you <laughs> literally uh, Literally smell, uh, but you know, on social media and the yeah. live stream, there still was that vibe mm-hmm. of celebration. You know, and I, and I have watched things streamed before, and they, you know, other conventions are either just a little smaller or just corporate. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that this is something in between that it is there to promote what's new, Certainly. but also just to be like, hey, we don't have anything new to announce. A bunch of people want to just come together and wear uh, Admiral Raddus hats? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of people would still come and still be just as moved. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer, I think you, you've experienced a lot of celebrations in the past. Yeah. And what I love about it is that everyone there from, you know, people that are taking, you, you know, scanning your badge mm-hmm. to uh, in the, the commissary or whatever, the operating cameras, everyone mm-hmm. there is a Star Wars fan. So there right. is definitely like an energy and excitement of just, this is just awesome. I just saw Mark Hamill, you know, like everyone is geeking out. And I love too how Lucasfilm and Disney treat the fans. Mm -hmm. We are a we're part of this community together, and and they really recognize that, and they they respect the fans. Mm-hmm. There is no judgment or like yeah. oh, you people waiting in line overnight. It's like no, thank you. Ryan Johnson is going to yep. show up, and yep. thank you. I mean, how incredible is that? He, he was there for upwards of five hours. Unbelievable. And Ashley Eckstein, I think, did it the first night, uh, and, and it's, it's, yeah, it's something special. Yeah, really yeah, is. yeah. And, I mean, his his vibe. Uh, obviously, we'll talk mm-hmm. about the whole last Jedi panel and all that. But his vibe on that was he just did. He reminded me of a Hobbit, like a little kind <laughs> Hobbit. There was an energy about him, like what does he remind me of? He's like a Hobbit who like skipped second breakfast so he could make <laughs> the last Jedi hang out. Yeah, his kindness came across. A lot of people's mm-hmm. just kindness yeah. and honesty came across. Yes. yes, I watched the Ian McDermott panel, mm-hmm. uh, the interview, and I, I thought he was very honest throughout. But like he had a great Great, honest uh, story about George pushing him to go bigger and bigger on unlimited power. Yeah. And how he's like, no, this will, uh, I will, this can't possibly work for the movie. You can't possibly actually want this. 
and I will never work again. There's no way he'll pick this. But then he did pick that take. Yeah. It worked for him, and yeah. I still work. So, yeah. okay. okay. Like, that's oh, that's great. There's brutal honesty yeah. about one of the more controversial line deliveries, yes. mm-hmm. but it's still delivered in the spirit of celebration. A celebration. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. A lot of stuff. Uh, um, the tone and tenor was perfect for a lot of things, even whether it be the celebration or the memories. Mm. And there were certainly tears spilled at this event. But I want to hear from your guys' perspective first. Um, uh, yep, I, I was privileged enough to go and a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to get into it and talk, about all, talk to you guys about all the hot dogs I ate there <laughs> and all the wonderful things. Um, but, Joseph, you had CouchCon. Yeah, CouchCon. It yeah. went really, really well. Yeah. yeah. Nice to get up early, watch the stream. Uh, at one point, the stream said before it started, that I tried to get a photo of it and I didn't. It just said, waiting for Star Wars. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of, that sums up everything. Yes, yeah. we are. We are waiting for some Star Wars. Please give us some Star Wars. Uh, no, but like I was saying, I think uh, watching on the stream, uh, I got uh, very emotional. I, mm-hmm. I screamed F yes, F yes, F yes at George Lucas. And I said the full word there. There are 11 year olds who listen to our show. Uh, <laughs> I know now. Uh, but then also on, yeah. on Twitter, like I, I, w- I was interested to test the limits of tweeting because I a lot yeah. of my followers are... Star Wars or geek people, but a lot of my followers are just uh, comedy people mm-hmm. um, who are like, hey, Star Wars, I like that. It's sure. a movie. Um, and I, I kept getting good responses to th- tweets even mm-hmm. when I started going deep. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I tweeted a joke about if there's a disruption in the live stream, I hear CO Bibble scream, an invasion in my mind. Like, <laughs> and I was like, maybe I should go over to the Force Center Twitter feed to <laughs> post that one. Like, no, I'm going to post that on my own. And like, people are like, yeah, yeah. CO Bibble invasion. Like, <laughs> so that sense of uh, embracing all of Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I was, I was lucky. Uh, to, Screen Junkies asked me to mm-hmm. come in and talk a little bit uh, on their Screen Junkies news show about The Last Jedi uh, and I ended up staying there. It, even that uh, had like an air of urgency in celebration, which yeah. was fun because it just made the whole world seem like Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars, because they asked me initially, like, hey, will you come in and talk about the trailer? And we had to, like, super negotiate about, okay, <laughs> what exact second will I come in? Because yeah. you want the episode to drop, but I live a half an hour away from <laughs> hour. where that studio is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then there was, like, urgency of, like, okay, the second the trailer's over, you must start try, be in your car watching. Like, uh, <laughs> and then there was another email of just, like, there, uh, could you stay? For yeah. the rest of the day, because other Star Wars might happen. You know, like <laughs> it was Star Wars. It was nice for me professionally. It was fun in that, but it just all contributed to that air of uh, yeah. even if if you weren't lucky enough to be there, which is its own unique experience. Yeah, it still just felt like there was Star Wars in every molecule of the air. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Jennifer, mm. you didn't necessarily have CouchCon. I, I tried. I had ChairCon, <laughs> so I was <laughs> trying to watch as much as I could. But thank you, Star Wars Twitter. Everyone that was there, yeah. I mean, sharing cosplay pics or you know tweeting about panels, like it really made me feel like mm-hmm. I was there. And, of course, the live stream. Um, I got to watch uh, the 40th. Oh, my gosh. When I saw George Lucas, mm-hmm. I, I flipped out. Yeah. I didn't say the F word. I was like, Frack, <laughs> well, you yes. have a kid now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. So, uh, but that was <laughs> extraordinary. And then um, when the Last Jedi panel happened on Friday, my daughter was there. Yeah. Oh. So that was really tough because I'm like, do I watch? I, we were watching the panel together. Sure. You know, had it on the background. She loved it. She thought it was fascinating. These people. Right. Uh, but then I was like, oh shoot! If the if the trailer drops, what am I gonna what am I gonna do if it's like scary? You know, oh, I don't yeah. want her to see that, and I don't want to traumatize her. And this is not yeah. appropriate for a toddler. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, you know what? 
this is Star Wars. This only happens, you know. She's going to learn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, we made it work, and she kind of watched the trailer off to the side a little bit. I actually, I think I frightened her more with my reactions than the actual trailer. That's what I realized. That's fair. And you, you put out a video, right? I yeah. did, yeah. I did a reaction video, which people do nowadays. Yeah. I, and so I thought, sure, Very popular. Very popular very, on the internet. Very popular. It's a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Um, and then I, yeah, kind of did a little mini breakdown. The, yeah. People are, I guess some people don't actually like the trailer, which shocks We're me. definitely going to talk about that we'll because about yeah. that that's later, definitely been an interesting thing. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about we'll that. Talk about I've been that waiting later. to talk to my Force Center family about that. Right? Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely there. And it's just so fun. You guys seem to experience um, overall what I experienced where you can kind of, I don't want to say shut out the world. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously some serious things going on, and I would check my news feeds for that kind of stuff. Mm. But definitely, you, you, it's okay. And I think it's okay out there if you're listening to feel no guilt about just falling back into the feather bed that is Star Wars for a few days yeah. and so just kind true. of enjoying the big, this, yeah. this thing. And we'll talk about it more, but I think there's a lot over the weekend that were different people sharing their opinion that this is a feather bed made on very sturdy moral yeah. material. Excellent like, so it made me feel a little yeah. better. Like, I'm not just disappearing into pure escapism. Yeah. There's a lot here that's super important to right. real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Which is part of that. I ran, I ran into, of course, our buddy Chris Taylor and I said, nice. Chris, got to take our traditional Star Wars celebration picture now it's a thing and uh, took a photo and he had tweeted out like uh, I'll see you later, real world. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come yeah. back to you in four days. <laughs> and I'd see Chris working hard. You'd find him in a corner, uh, typing on his laptop, yeah. getting those articles out on Mashable, and a lot of fun. And it is just so fun to, to, to when you're there to the Star Wars fandom and the Star Wars media media discussion world. Uh, got to hang out uh, with Alex and his wife Molly from Star Wars Explained, who nice. great people from Atlantic came down. And I'm a big fan of the Star Wars Explained YouTube channel. Yeah, um, they. Uh, couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't have been uh, more fun. And Alex gave me a nice Thrawn pin on the way out, <laughs> which I loved because I hadn't had a chance to hit the floor really and do any shopping. Um, got to meet Dash Star. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And it's just there. There and this, you know, you guys were all we're in this entertainment space, stand up comedy particularly, Joseph. Yeah. Uh, pro wrestling, where some stuff where there's just this sometimes this competition and puffed up chests and this and that. It was I couldn't have been more in awe of Alex the Star Wars Explained and he couldn't have been more just in awe of me and it's just this mutual Oh nice. I'm so glad you love Star Wars too, man. Mm. And um it, it sounds weird to say oh but you know what I mean? Like yeah, no. I, I, I'm not saying that ego just kinda like I love what you do. I love what you do. That's love everything we do. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And and uh Dash Star too, someone who I you know I, I, I think I passed him and and I didn't really you know I knew I knew I'd listen to his channel all the time. I couldn't. Yeah. And all of a sudden he introduced himself. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, 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 what's his, I forget his name. It was Larry from Star Wars Junk. Mm. Uh, .net was there. Oh, was very wow. kind. Came up and took a photo with us. Um, and, you know, he does this funny Larry the, Larry the Wampus stuff. And it's like, it, it's just, that's the vibe, too. And that's just, you know, on the quote-unquote professional side. But then you meet the fans who are, like, of all ages. Yeah. Of all ages who just, uh, who, who revel in the celebration. And that's what's so fun about it. Um, and there's so much there uh, I want to talk about. I think I could bore you all with the stories. <laughs> and off, off arrow, I'm sure I'll tell you. But seeing all the things, seeing the cosplay, getting to... Um, uh, they're the guys. These these group of Belgian men that build all the props, all yes. the the walkers. And oh, stuff nice. that you saw in pictures, and there was a, a Jedi starfighter with Darth Vader in it. Ooh, um, wow. And these guys were, you know, uh, fans of some of the stuff we've done, and and. Uh, 
and pulled us over, pulled me and Jeremy Johns over, and just and <laughs> we cut in line. <laughs> and it was like, so sorry, everybody. We got to climb all over the Starfighter, and it's just, oh but it's just gosh. out of like, come celebrate Star Wars with me, man. Come, let's do this. Isn't this awesome? And and uh, and I'll tell you, you know, I didn't need to. Uh, I'm jumping ahead, but I, we, I didn't need to start a stand innovation for Hayden Christian. Yeah, it was started before mm. he even stepped on to the uh, on the thing, and I got to see him ride uh, the roller coaster at Disney's Hollywood Studios. <laughs> No way. And me, Andy Signore, if anyone follows Andy, Andy tweeted out a picture kind of with him, a stolen kind of photo, but Hayden was looking at the camera, and uh, uh, the VP of Collider Video is a big Revenge of the Sith fan. It is oh, literally, literally his favorite Star Wars movie. Oh, and when understandable. Hay- when Hayden came out for the panel, uh, Mark was yelling, like he was a 13-year-old girl at, at a Beatles concert in 64. And so Andy goes, guys, Hayden's on the roller coaster. And we rush in the line, and there's Hayden. And we all look at him, and I scream, there's no like, It was just a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, that's great. True celebration. Awesome. I'll have more stories peppered in, and I don't want to sound like the a-hole who's like, I got to go. But it was so fun, and I miss both of you. And, and it made me really think I want a goal for 2019. Yeah. Mm. We'll be represented. But let's start talking about the news and notes. Jennifer, we have a lot of things, but we're going to start with the big Last Jedi trailer, correct? Yeah. 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 Joseph, I mean, you want to lead us yeah, in? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, just quick note. You I want to lead for, us in prayer? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> May the force be with us and also with us. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think the thing is that every topic we have to talk about today could be an entire very long episode. Yes. So yes. we'll do yes. our best to talk about it, but some some of these things we will absolutely come back around on, but... Last Jedi trailer and panel. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk a little bit about the trailer itself, uh, the trailer itself, and the poster. But I thought there were a lot of really cool details mm-hmm. from the panel that I couldn't separate in my mind when I saw the trailer because I thought they really informed mm-hmm. what was going on there. So I'm just going to uh, read down them real quick, yeah. and we can have a general Great. discussion about all of it. Great. So we learned in particular that Finn is going to be struggling to find his place between being with the resistance. Or maybe on the run, maybe running away from his responsibility, which I didn't expect and mm-hmm. think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that we will learn more about Ray's background. Ooh. Now, there are plenty of uh, uh, news uh, items out there that say Ray's parents will be revealed. I believe right. they said background, right. which is different. Uh, Ray is not going to get exactly what she expects from Luke. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first order. I loved it when Ryan Johnson said this. Like, this is. I also screamed about this. That he confirmed that the first order did indeed, as we have discussed on this podcast, mm-hmm. destroyed the seat entirely of the government. There mm-hmm. is no government in the galaxy. Ain't no seat. I'm so excited about that. And the first order is moving to fill that power vacuum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we, we can definitely talk about this more, kind of separately from everything. Kelly Marie Tran. Playing a new character whose role will be the largest of the new actors cast. Yeah. I think that's a detail that uh, I haven't mm-hmm. heard discussed as much, which is right. big to me, but that she is a maintenance worker in the resistance and she ends up being the kind of small, unpredictable hero, uh, the person who didn't set out to become a hero who goes on an adventure with Finn and mm-hmm. has the choice to become a hero. So those are kind of like the big pieces of actual meaty information about the movie that I thought came out of the panel. Mm. Right. And and so much packed into that. So much packed in. And then interestingly enough, interestingly enough, none of the bad guys came out. Right? They, Not they, a one. No yeah. one there live and in person, which was an uh, interesting choice. Uh, yeah, your Snoke theory was non-existent. <laughs> right. Snoke had little presence mm-hmm. uh, in Absolutely. this discussion. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'd be happy to talk about any of those things, but let's yeah. start with the trailer. Let's just yeah. start with Absolutely. the meat of the trailer. Uh, yeah. 
can't imagine that everybody in the room went nuts. I imagine they would have went nuts regardless yeah. of what they ultimately thought of the quality of the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I, and I, and I'm sure you, if you watch it on, on the live screen, a uh, live stream, which is uh, it's great that they do that. So everyone across the world can, can fill it up and get, and to get the perspective, there is two, there's a giant theater called the galaxy renamed the galaxy theater and it's giant. And that's where we were. Yeah. And that was live and in person. And it streamed to like two other locations, including a giant celebration stage. It is, looks like a stadium seating thing. So that's, just the people there than the millions and millions watching at home yeah. so it's so impressive to think um so collectively when ryan john said we've got something for you it's the poster everyone went boo like they started they had to like stop like don't boo work dave was like hey hold on like, yeah i mean the look on ryan johnson's face on the live stream was like they like no please don't eat me don't worry don't kill me um that was funny um and that poster is amazing too I, I i really like that poster yeah i love it yeah so the anticipation's great trailer comes up so everyone you know you're you're on the and they show it twice blah 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 and you're on the adrenaline run there i didn't get a chance to actually sit down and watch it put in some headphones till a day and a half later yeah so i want to start with you guys who probably had a better chance to take it in than me because i'm still kind of processing what i saw yeah mm-hmm. uh joseph Couchcon. What yeah did you do? i had a weird experience because like i said yeah. basically the second that it was over i got an email from Screen Junkie saying, <laughs> be here now. Uh, so I was like, all right, sure, I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped and I watched it again. <laughs> like, I'm watching this at least one more time. Uh, so, yeah, so then I was only able to process it sort of uh, mm-hmm. intellectually. Um, and even even when I did the the breakdown for Screen Junkies, I still hadn't been able to fully take it in. I've been, right. had that opportunity now. And to me, the biggest thing about it is you can nitpick uh, each little scene for, like, guesses and mm-hmm. predictions. But the biggest thing to me is that is the story that I mm-hmm. we've discussed on this podcast and that yeah. I wanted it to be that it is philosophically what should the yeah. Jedi be should they continue? Like maybe there's something tricksy right. in the way it was cut together. Sure, but it doesn't seem like Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson seems mm-hmm. like the kind of creator who's not who knows the story that he wants to tell. Right, and I feel like I'm just elated by the trailer that it is showing us that great uh, Empire Strikes Back balance of like mm-hmm. there's going to be two adventures. One of them is going to be mm. our friends who don't necessarily use the Force who are having an action packed. Everything is at stake. Huge battles, Big war, space yeah, battles, right. you know, trying to decide whether or not you want to be a hero or just run away, fight, fight, fight. Right. And then on the other side, deep, philosophical, what are the roots of the Jedi Order? Yeah. And should they even continue? Like, oh, the, the, the fact that it's going to have that balance. Mm. Right. I love that. Yeah. That, that's yeah. That's my like. I could nitpick every sure. every frame, but that's like my big takeaway. Right. Absolutely, Jennifer. That's a chair great, con. Yeah, chair con. <laughs> that's a that's a great way of of uh, processing it because I I just I was so obsessed with the mythical you know the myth of the Jedi and that aspect of the story that I mean it was exciting to see Finn and Poe and all that action but I was just more interested in Luke and Rey and that Mm -hmm. training and oh my gosh is is that a force tree and oh my gosh like these books like that to me was what really took me in I've seen some people saying well it didn't give me chills It, it didn't give me what I was expecting or what I got from say Rogue One or The Force Awakens but to that I would say 
I think that they gave us the perfect amount. Mm-hmm, I did mm-hmm. not want to see too much where I can really start connecting uh-huh. the dots beforehand. We have a long way to go before we go to December. Right. Just give me a little bit of flavor. And that did that. And that last moment with Luke, that was like, oh, this is what the whole trailer is about. Yeah. That's what you're discussing. It's, yeah. And, and they even set it up from the, as I talked about in my breakdown, from the music, mm-hmm. from the get-go. You have that mystical Dagobah Luke mm-hmm. training uh, you know, sequence with Yoda. We have that, and then mm-hmm. it's just this jarring, ominous quality to right. it. Yeah, and Ray's so, music kind of starts up, but then can't right. get going. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's really, really powerful. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my other thing, too, is, and, and this is to your point, I didn't want to break it down too much because I don't want to say I was burned by Rogue One, but... We dissected that yeah. so much, and then none of those shots yeah. were in the film. I don't think that that's going to happen with this. Yeah, um, but I'm not reading too much into it right. because they can, like they did with the Force Awakens. Remember, yeah. who are you? Like all that stuff right. was not in the film. Right. So they cut it in a specific way for the teaser trailer. Yeah, it's a very effective trailer. And I feel like to your point about uh, uh, people thinking it doesn't give the same chills as The Force Awakens, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like The Force Awakens was literally, uh, all of the trailers combined were literally Han's line, we're home. Right. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. was inviting everybody to come back into Star Wars. And this one is, and by the way, home's effed up now. Right. Yeah. So it's like, come back into the house and now we're going to mess the house up. It's part two of a three-part story. It's the dark chapter. Mm -hmm. It should make you unsettled. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think it was tremendously effective, perhaps more effective than Force Awakens. However, I understand the criticism or the thought that, hey, the Force Awakens trailers were, quote, better. Because... To your point, this is what I would say. I'd get this asked this question all through the weekend, and I'd say the Force Awakens trailer had to do something different. Yeah, right. which is say we're back. Mm-hmm. That thing you like is back. That stuff you like is back. Here's some new people. But you know that that spaceship you like, it's there, and all that stuff is kind of in there too. But this one is now story. It's meat. It's right. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it appears the story is kind of an adult one. Like the yeah. the, the, the Force Awakens was so validating to have Han say. Mm-hmm. All of it, everything you've ever believed in and cared about, yeah, characters in this movie, but also more importantly, Han speaking to the people at home and saying it's yeah. true, all yeah. of it, yeah. yeah, that wicket pillow you've slept on for the last thirty years, <laughs> it's true, all of it, all of it, it was, it's validating, yeah, in it is a trailer, and this is Jedi, the thing yeah. that you have run around on the playground pretending to be, whether you're forty or six, yeah, eh, maybe it was a bad idea, yeah, it's it's telling a darker story, yeah, which ties. Stop us if you heard this before. Ties to the prequels a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Some of the vibe in, in the prequels were, yeah, the Jedi, what are they doing? Yeah. Right. What's going on over there? Are they kidnapping kids? Yeah. Well, okay, it's not kidnapping technically. Yeah. Most, okay. What's going on under those robes? Uh, and as far as chills, yeah, okay, sure, sure. But guess what? This is now three movies in, mm-hmm. so get ready. It's going to be every year. It's going to be less and less that big effect. But I'm sorry. I don't know what it was at home on CouchCon. But when the camera pans and Ray is on top of a hill with a lightsaber, oh. everyone in the theater oh. reacted. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. that is what we've been waiting for. That was my chill moment, not only because of that amazing visual, yes. but also for, from the line, you know, the light, the dark. Yeah. It's so much bigger. It's yeah. So, so that gave me, I mean, that gave me chills because that tells me. Luke has been studying, mm-hmm. and he's actually learned some things and has a yep. different opinion. It also felt, in a good way to me, like uh, the Star Wars uh, uh, marketing. I was mm-hmm. trying to avoid the word marketing, but I'll just use marketing. It felt like Star <laughs> Wars marketing saying, 
don't worry. Yeah. It's not always just going to be, there are some light side users, there are some dark side users. It, that one felt meta to me, yeah. as if it was almost Kathleen Kennedy leaning into a mic and, and whispering, don't worry, it, it's mm-hmm. not always going to be a repetition of the same story. Yeah. Uh, it's so much bigger. Yeah. Mm. The story of the Force is so much bigger, don't worry. Yeah, absolutely. Great. And, and uh, you know, this was uh, preceded by Daisy Ridley talking about, hey, you know, sometimes when you meet your heroes, it doesn't go as planned. And yeah. so that right. opening shot, which uh, this movie, it's going to look great and, and Johnson's style, I think it's going to serve it well. But that with Ray breathing heavily, like, I don't know if she's being choked by Luke. Yeah. I don't know if Luke's... I, I, and, right. And, and, he, and he says breathe, but I thought he was saying leave, because again, I'm in a theater with yeah. all these people, and I was uh, like, oh, Luke's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's like, get out of here. <laughs> leave. Just leave. Star Wars episode 8. Get out. Yeah, right. I'm cooking dinner. I don't want to be bothered. Uh, second time I saw it, it was uh, in the theater. Breathe, breathe, breathe. But um, yeah, I, 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 I think we're all on the same page here, where, where this had to do a different thing, and, it, and it's done it. Yeah. It's absolutely done and it. And didn't tell us too much. I agree yeah. with you, Jennifer. No. I was also very excited to just be like, I only know a little bit. Yay. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you mm-hmm. know that the leaks or the yeah. spe- whatever is going to be happening anyways. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll get something else real soon here because we're already yeah. kind of behind the schedule that Force Awakens had. But it was, again, different. Right. Um, we're now working in a different ballpark here. But I think I think even by D23, you could start getting more. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> because I know they really want to take down San Diego Comic-Con. So uh, <laughs> we <laughs> You're going to get a lot of stuff they there. They will fall. Uh, yeah, there are a couple other points on here that mm-hmm. I would love to discuss. I don't yeah. know if any of these things light light up for you guys in particular. Light it up. Um, for me, that whole First Order uh, trying to fill the power vacuum yeah. mm-hmm. after having destroyed the government on Hosdian, yeah. the Hosdian system, uh, I think it's maybe just because we like the po- political angle mm-hmm. of Star Wars, but it, to me, I, uh, it's fresh. If you're concerned that Star Wars doesn't do anything new, we've never had a total absence of a government. We've had a rebellion. Yeah. We've had a civil war with the government changing within mm-hmm. itself. But we have never just had utter lawlessness. Mm-hmm. No one in control, which is exciting to me because it means that hopefully the storytelling will be different. The kind of fighting will be different. Right. The sort of almost... Uh, uh, resource management yeah. kind of fighting that might go on. And also it excites me because I think it opens up years from now, mm. continuing stories mm. because if the government, if the galaxy has no government for a long time, what does that mean for the huts? Is right. Crime right. Lords. What does that mean for individual characters living on important planets? Right. You know? Mm. So it, it's just a great, uh, it's great to just suddenly go, wow, in this moment, there is a whole nother new era of storytelling. Right. Mm. Of that era between The Last Jedi and Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so that really excited me. That's a great I, I absolutely like that a lot because especially if you've read, you know, Empire's End and what kind of the First Order was trying to do and or what it's, you know the remnants of the Empire set it to do. They want to rule. They want to rule. It's the yeah. old thing about a rule of the galaxy. Um, and uh, they, have a, they have a path to it. They have a, 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 not a claim, but they think they have a claim or they think they can make a claim and, yeah. uh, and there's nothing in their way. And the resistance now becomes the rebels again because they're probably smaller, undermanned, uh, and on the run. And yeah. things don't look good. No. Nope. Um, I, I could piece together some of the things that I think might happen early yeah. on. Um, just in some of the shots we're seeing there. But I, I think it's going to lead to this desperation from the resistance to hold on to some sort of semblance. And again, I, we had talked about this before. So you got Leia and her resistance and Akbar and all these uh, nice folks. But there could be a third party or a fourth party or a fifth yeah. party. Mm. I don't know if it'll come out in this movie. And I don't know if you want to, if you take the time to do it. But you will talk about other stories. Yeah. Not that I want everything other things to happen in books and comics and everything but it's conceivable 
that we could have a lot at stake. Yeah, for a lot of people. Absolutely, and yeah. and yeah, just so much, so many different perspectives to fill up all yeah. of our great media. Mm. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Any other of these kind of points that revealed light up to you guys in particular? Yeah, Jennifer, I, what's hitting you? I loved uh, finally getting to meet Kelly Marie Tran, seeing yeah. her on stage. Yes. I mean, she just is so uh, adorable. Is the first word that came to mind. <laughs> Luke Skywalker said it best. If she was any more, you know, cuter, she'd be a Disney character. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she was great and just fit into that cast so well. I can't wait to see her character um, and what her relationship with Finn. It's going to be like... Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Jennifer, what do you think? I mean... Prognosticate. One, one would think that there's a romantic yeah. relationship. Bringing love, that love back into together. Star Wars. Star Wars needs some love. They and need a little yeah. bit of love. I know a lot of people have a lot of ideas about what that love was or could yeah. be or could mm-hmm. possibly be, and, and all of those seem good options, but this one could be interesting, too. She is yeah. going on an adventure with Finn. Yeah. The, the, the fact that Kathleen Kennedy's main compliment to Ryan Johnson when asked mm-hmm. in the panel, like, what's great about Ryan? She gave some sort of boilerplate, like, oh, he's a great director, visionary, blah, blah, blah. But he writes such great, independent, strong women. Yeah. And the fact that they really chose to highlight this character and to say she is the biggest of the new actors. Mm-hmm. That was surprising. Uh, that's, which includes Laura Dern. That's what, Del Toro. Toro. I was yes. like, where are they? Yeah, yeah. side I note, would... on that point, of like getting those characters are going to get phasmid. You think they're, they're going to be have, 100, 100 they're going to look really cool and they're going to be on screen a very yeah. short amount of time. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking more and more that Del Toro is just a a, a character they meet on the road. Yeah, mm. along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So all of that combined, and also her comedy background, like she's mostly yes. just done uh, UCB stuff yeah. uh, and done short like, uh, like I think it's fun, college humor, funny or die. I can't remember which. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that. It, they, and they didn't make it sound like she was going to be a comic relief character. Mm. Like, right, like right. she is a, a maintenance person, like somebody good at her job who gets the opportunity to be heroic. Right. right. But with her comedy chops, that makes me think even more that that's somebody who could play both. I am on a life or death adventure mm-hmm. and I'm falling in love at the same time. Mm. Right. Absolutely. And Ryan talked about BB-8 still going to be there, still going to be funny. And it's not all dark, drab movie for sure. So yeah. I, I did. Uh, you know, you're looking at her and yeah, you can't help. But see, if you, you see her on stage, Jennifer, you can just see there's this kind of, there is a bubbly personality that, yeah. yes, she's an actress, so she can do anything she wants. But sure. that stuff's going to come through oh, in yeah. her character. It's just like John Boyega, yeah. you know? I mean, the same thing. That's why together, oh my, I think it's going to be great because this is going to be a darker film. Yeah. Our heroes, oh my gosh, with everything that is going on with, in the galaxy, this is a dark time and so to have uh to have these two characters rose and finn together i Mm. think it's going to be just some nice moments of levity yeah in a in a dark film yeah and maybe just like heart too if they are like sincerely falling in love like if they have some funny scenes but are they are really like suddenly star-crossed lovers who've met you know oh yeah Mm. i think it's going to be so great yeah she 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 came off looking so good it was such a great introduction and she fit right in you know Mm -hmm. she's sitting right there next to luke she might have been nervous as all hell inside yeah yeah. But she just really seemed like she was, again, overjoyed to be here. We're in an era where, guess what? Everything going forward is some sort of fan film. Yep. <laughs> uh, Mark Ellis and I were having this discussion. We kind of get tired of hearing, oh, these movies are just fan films. Yep. Yep. Unless George Lucas makes them, as we've talked about here in this show, yep. they're fan films. And so to have someone who just seems like happy to be there, yeah. Yeah. overjoyed to be there, it will it will shine through. Because yes. I've, I've heard some stories of some other folks. 
who aren't really Star Wars fans, and I don't think you need to be necessarily. No. Right. But some of the other projects who aren't, and that sometimes shows. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Star Wars can go on. Every yeah. every production of Shakespeare since uh, the Globe, since he died, yeah. is a fan production of Shakespeare. <laughs> yes. You know, things Great. go yeah. on and continue. Yes. Great uh, way to look at it. Yeah. Speaking of Finn, though, yeah, so we get to see him uh, infirmed still, yeah. which mm-hmm. makes sense. A little lightsaber to the back isn't going to heal overnight, not yeah. even with Bacta. Um, <laughs> but what is interesting, and, and you really want to highlight this, Joseph, is, is, is this is still about him finding his place. Mm. This is not a guy who just decided to run off with Sidonathano. By the way, saw some great Sidonathano. In, in Quigold, yeah. Yeah, uh, which I could not remember because there was a pair walking around oh, really? um, as those two. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, having just competed in the movie trivia Schmodown Star Wars edition, you'd think I remember his name. And I was like, Sidon and Peg Leg, see you guys. And like walked off. Um, but Finn's character didn't fully decide there. There's still things going on in his brain, and that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting to me of, like, that he had that big hero moment where, you know, he went through his hero's journey with Rey mm-hmm. and Han where he wanted to walk away, and he's like, no, I'm, I tricked the whole resistance to go to this incredibly dangerous planet just to get Rey back. Yeah. And then I got hurt real bad. Yeah. Like, real, real bad. So maybe I'm <laughs> yeah. a little afraid. I hope that's yeah. his story. It's just that, like, I want to be a hero, but... It's scary. I could die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's an excellent point to focus on. And Jennifer, I don't know where you come down to that, where it's like, yeah, I, I consider Finn a good guy. He makes a good oh, yeah. switch. But yeah, yeah. no, nah, he wanted to go back for a girl. A uh, friend or otherwise, doesn't matter. He wanted to go back for a girl. That wasn't, and that 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 still doesn't mean he's fully on board the resistance if you really want to break it down. Well, you True. know, I never really looked at it like that, yeah. but sure, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so, the, well, this will be interesting then in terms of like, oh, they're, they're friends, but I was going to say some sort of like triang- love triangle between. Sure. Love square if you get Poe in there. Yeah. Oh, Who really? knows? Square. How many points? Yeah, that uh, would be interesting. By the way, anytime I saw someone in a, Finn or Poe jacket. Yeah, I'd go and they were like talking to me as a fan or something. I would go up and grab and go. Can I do the Poe overbite? And I just would grab and looks good on you. That's great. But this Jennifer going back. This is this gives Finn a driving goal. It would seem. I would beyond just let's go run and gun and fight. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, it's he's still grappling with who who he is, what his identity is. I mean, his life has been consumed by the First Order, so he's going to just be trying. To figure out what who am I, what do I want, and what is my purpose in this world? Right. Yeah. So and I, they, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I might run. I'm, I might be like, I sure. no, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just sure. gonna go off. I think that's where the great the galaxy being in a power, power vacuum story goes. Of like, maybe there's nowhere to run. Mm. Like. You can't just go like, oh, okay, like in, in the galactic civil war, you could go like, oh, I'll side with the Empire and maybe I'll be safe. Right. Yeah. If right. you were, wanted to be a coward. Yeah. Um, but you, there's no, you, know, you can't really go back to the First Order. No. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a little, you know, you're remi- I'm reminded of Han Solo, you know, he he came back at the end of New Hope, but Empire wanted to leave again. And it's, yeah. it's an interesting arc and that's a little bit different there. And, and again, you know, maybe you could say love of a woman kept Han around. I don't know. But his journey, uh, this, this reminds me of that. Yeah. Mm. But it, it just makes Poe, uh, excuse me, Finn, and hear me when I say this, a little more interesting than what I initially thought out of Force Awakens. Great character. John Boyega is wonderful. Um, but it's like, cool, he defected. Now he's going to fight. Boop, mm-hmm. pew, 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 this and that. But now, you know, if he wakes up from this thing and is like, screw this. Right. <laughs> You're all on your own. Yeah. And then something happens and changes his story. And whether he and Rose connect, yeah. I, you know, that it, it becomes infinitely more interesting. Yeah. And the fact that if he is kind of teamed up in the movie with Rose, as we are guessing... 
the fact that Ryan Johnson also on the panel made a big deal about she's a maintenance worker. Yeah. She wasn't trying to be a fighter mm. means that both her and Finn are carrying the weight of the Han perspective of mm-hmm. Star Wars can tell the tale of people who are uh, born of power. They have mm. destiny. They have fate. Or you're just some person making their way through the galaxy. Yeah. Right. And you can decide whether or not you want to be mm-hmm. a hero, which it's cool that Ryan Johnson wanted us to know. Don't yeah. worry, we're going to tell both those stories. Right. And it also made me think more that Ray is not going to be just a random person mm-hmm. who was born into the Force, right. but that she will be a part of some uh, mm. famous uh, line of Force users mm. or born of the Force or something. Right. Because Ryan Johnson made the point to be like, don't worry, we have the every person perspective locked right. down. Mm-hmm. So if that's what speaks to you in Star Wars. Great. We get that. This is not an elitist yeah. story where only the people who are born only of the, the force. The chosen the ones. Chosen ones only right. the chosen ones can make the difference. Yeah. So the fact that he's sort of like, hey, we got this yeah. counterweight makes me feel like the other weight is going to go the other way. Yeah, and that's a little bit even more fine-tuned than the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Don't throw rocks at me, anyone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where we had, again, I say we had Han, but it's Han. He's the coolest guy in the galaxy. Yeah. This might be a maintenance worker. It's very, and I'm not the first to say this, but it's very reminiscent of Battlestar Galactica, the remake. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, this guy's loading bombs on a starfighter. This one's an ace pilot. This one, right. but they're all in this, in this mission together and this, in this yeah. purpose out there for them together. So that's what I liked about that story and that's going to be interesting there too uh but let's talk ray yeah let's talk about the main event number <laughs> one daisy ridley uh i've seen her in person and allegedly i missed her at disneyland but she was there that oh, night no. oh probably good i would have offered a raspberry phosphate i would have said please let's get an ice cream <laughs> um no she i cannot just stop speaking so highly of her as, as, a, as a woman, as an actor and a performer and just a personality who um, doesn't look – looks. I don't even say she looks more confident than when she walked out on stage in 2015. I was thinking the same thing. A little yeah. more. Yes. But it's also the same joy. Mm. She genuinely seems – to understand her role, yes. understand her purpose, you cannot ignore the fact that every five feet there's a girl under the age of ten dressed in a Ray costume. You mm-hmm. can't, uh, you cannot forget how much that means. And it, it was just a thrill to see her come out and just kind of be like, "Oh my gosh, this is still awesome." Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, Luke Skywalker might not be the person you think he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think she carried all that enthusiasm, and then also it did just seem like, ah, I get it. I have a whole other job that's not acting that everybody's yeah. prepared me for. Yeah. I went through it once on The Force Awakens, but now, mm-hmm. oh man, I know I know how to handle events like this like I'm twirling a lightsaber because yes. I've been in training. The way she's, she's like, yeah, let me really dole out the thing that I've clearly been told, like, this is exactly what you can and should say because we right. want to doll about this information yeah. exactly this way. And she did it precisely and with charisma and life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so great. great. And I love that, uh, you know, she, she gave, you know, great credit to the people uh, that created the character and, and wrote the character and directed the character. And it was Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson were both like, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> much like Princess Leia before you, mm. this character is very much of Daisy yes. Ridley. Yes. And you can tell. That's why this is a perfect mix of the character and actor created by the Force itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. But... This trailer, to me, was mostly all about her and Luke. Yeah. Absolutely. And we got some cool stuff. Yep, I've heard the theories, too. I think that battle's over Endor as well. Yay, cool, old Star Wars stuff. Nope, let's talk about the main event, <laughs> <laughs> which is is Ray and Luke. Yeah. yeah. Dark, grumpy Luke. Yep. 
Love it. I think we're going to get that. I think we're going to get Dark Grumpy Luke. I think he, I think the the shots of whatever Jedi text, whatever pre-Holocron uh, text <laughs> yeah. they're writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to Joe Starr about it, mm-hmm. uh, our friend, uh, and yeah. uh, works at Screen Junkies, uh, talking to him about it, and we were joking about, like, he, I think he found the original writings of literal cave Jedi, because that's <laughs> the first, <laughs> the first Jedi temple. Yeah. Uh, I, I love this picture that's been created of Luke of like, now I've been looking and studying the mm-hmm. Force and Jedi for 30 years. I found their original documents yeah. here. Yeah. And eh, I don't think it works anymore. Yeah. Right. That's great. Which makes me think that the story of Rey is going to be like the one who's like, well, I'm I'm young and innocent. I've barely seen the galaxy. I've never seen mm-hmm. this much green before. Yeah. And I still have lots of hope. I might mm-hmm. have some anger. Right. But I have hope. And I'm going to kick. You might train me in the ways of the Force. But I'm going to train you into having to yeah. being a hero again too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. could be some of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that he he feels a tremendous amount of of guilt. Mm-hmm. I think that he's. It reminds me so much of of the Clone Wars. Um, and like, mm-hmm. remember at the beginning of, of the episodes, a lot of times it was like, oh, I can't even remember specifically, I'm going to paraphrase, but like sure. balance is achieved by facing your fears, by mm-hmm. f- confronting your guilt. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that throughout the Clone Wars. And right. that's what this, this trailer teaser reminded me of, was going back to that. And so I think that she's, he, he feels a tremendous amount of guilt and she's going to have to like to help him mm-hmm. get out of that funk essentially yeah. and make him believe again or maybe he has something new to believe in mm-hmm. yeah right i mean and this is what i brought up in my yeah. in my thing but could we possibly see this going forward without jedi anymore like something new i mean air that, quotes that is outside the box for sure and i i definitely want to get your thoughts on that direct thought joseph but it's like i've heard we've heard some of the stuff coming out of of without spoilers i, I don't even know the details but like i've heard Boyega, i've heard johnson um say like i this is this is star wars like you've never seen before yeah and i think it certainly we've seen space battles we've seen all that stuff we've seen lightsabers but have we seen the questioning of the very nature of what the good dark side is yeah and i think that we could get that on like a very philosophical level from luke of like a little bit more like hey it's a buffet and clearly (laughs) yeah yeah, i'm not you You know the hash browns you take the hash browns yeah and luke's like no the hash browns are fear don't take the hash browns but you know the 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 pears are passion and you can take that you know yeah or you know whatever he's learned is obviously we're going to learn more about exactly how and why from luke's perspective Mm -hmm. kylo did what he did right um, so I think we might get a lot more philosophically, and I think we might be seeing a Disney and a Lucasfilm that is brave enough to say, we know you've always loved the word Jedi. Mm-hmm. That's one of the coolest words that ever came out of George Lucas's head. Yeah. Uh, and we, we can always tell stories about Jedi because we have years and years and years. Right. And going, they're going to be something new. Yeah. Mm. You know, Luke, it, it's not that it's the last Jedi. It's right. that it's the first Vicador, <laughs> you know, whatever. I want Vicadors. Amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I, I did a little thing yeah. on my anchor station trying to come up with like, well, what would be, what's, yeah. What word's going to be as good as Jedi? But, uh, right. you know, other, other people than me have to come up with that. Yeah. But I do think that is a possibility that mm. it's the first, it's the last Jedi and the first whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Going forward. Yeah. A lot more Definitely. stories to tell. Definitely. And the final thing is we look at the last Jedi trailer and the trailer uh, and the panel. Uh, I want to ask you guys, uh, is that, uh, is that, uh, is that Yoda? Yes. Wait, wait, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Terrain? You will. Oh, right? uh, wait, in the in the trailer. Oh, I mean, the voice? Well, the voice we know. Yeah. 
uh, which, by the way, I did not hear until I got back home from L.A. because mm. I couldn't hear in that, yeah. in that thing. I mean, I know, but the, the, the image of Rey and the lightsaber and what appears to be, I believe, a statue of Yoda. Oh. Uh, wait, yeah. Yeah, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We're talking about two different things here? Yeah, uh, oh, this is the, great. This is why I No, love. I don't know. I didn't oh, see Yoda. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, see yeah, Yoda. Yeah, Where, yeah. What no. shot is Yoda in? In in the far shot yeah. of, of Rey training the lightsaber, there's a shadow on the right, which would be Luke watching her. And on right. the left, on top of a rock, seems to be pretty mis- unmistakably the figure of Yoda. This is really oh, fascinating. So this is the, the, this is the yeah. rock. The that, rock. That, that, yes. People are like, who's that figure? And then, yeah. and then the internet very quickly was like, it, it's, 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 it's a rock. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, so I I, abs- I think it's a, a rock statue, if you will, okay. Yoda. Okay. That's and on the other is... side, there's one of Biggs. <laughs> <laughs> the other side, one of Porkins. Okay, so the, you, yeah. you have complicated the issue because there is... It, there's a rock there, yes. like in right. real life. Yes. yes. There's mm-hmm. a rock. This is like the whole tombstone yes. debate of like where J.J. Abrams probably was like, that's a rock that's there. there. But it could be a tombstone, sure. Sure. Yes. But this is new to me that there's a Yoda shape on yeah. top. I did not yeah. see a Yoda shape. I saw a rock, but I, I'm going to have to go back. Well, yeah. I mean, believe me, I had about 42 tweets sent to me of <laughs> close-up views, which I loved every every single tweet sent to me. Yeah. Don't stop. Yeah, so you're um, you're on yeah, Team I'm, Yoda. I'm on Team Yoda. It's team unmistakably Rock Yoda. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna or Yaddle. Oh, it could be Yaddle. Hey. Finally, finally, we figure out the truth. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, um, yeah. I oh, just want to get you guys oh, thoughts. Oh, now this is exciting because yeah. they have always left it really up to mystery of what Yoda's species yeah. is. So did Yoda's species start the Jedi? Oh, interesting. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> credit to Yaddle. <laughs> uh, so that is the last tri- uh, Jedi panel. Uh, yep, absolutely, it was fun to be there. Um, other than it, it was hour long. And we were told it was going to twelve thirty. So, yeah, I, not gonna lie, when it ended, Christian Harloff and I looked at each other. We're like, "Okay, that it? That it? I know. All right. Yeah. No, 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 Kylo Ren coming out. All right. mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we're good. Gwendolyn Christie, yeah. yeah. Laura Dern was there. Yeah. I saw her wearing yeah. Mickey ears. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. No, yeah. we we had heard maybe Dennis Lawson was coming out, which oh, nice. you know, which was total rumor. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. It, was interesting. It, just, it felt very controlled and precise. Yes. That mm-hmm. panel. The Disney way. Yeah. There was other news. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. To come out from this wonderful convention, including oh, so much. Kathleen Kennedy. Jennifer, making some corrections yes. on something Todd Fisher had said. Yes. The rumor that Carrie Fisher will appear in episode nine was debunked by Kathleen Kennedy, who told ABC News that, quote, sadly, Carrie will not be in nine, but we'll see a lot of her in eight, which is great, end quote. She said that Todd Fisher, Carrie's brother, must have been confused when he said that Lucasfilm had reached out to him and Billy to get permission to use footage of Carrie for episode nine. Kathleen Kennedy also clarified that as of December last year, they did not have a script, but they had a very clear vision of how they wanted the story to go. Uh, so then after Carrie passed, they regrouped in January and started reworking their ideas. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that they have been, they've come out right away and addressed any rumors regarding Leia and Carrie yeah. Fisher. Mm-hmm. They don't want any sort of, you know, speculation mm-hmm. going on. Um, so what do you guys think that this means for Leia's storyline in Nine? No recasting? I'm st- I still, yeah. I don't know. I want to believe in the possibility of recasting because, yeah. as, as we've discussed on the podcast, I think it's a if Leia, the character Leia, was going to do something amazing and have true impact, I, yeah. it, it makes me sad to lose that. Mm-hmm. Just going on this, this sounds much more like uh, the character uh, being somehow passing in between yeah. films. Yes, which is I, I'm not thrilled about I'm, i have no doubt that they can do it well right but it's hard for me to imagine having the character just be like in something happened in between movies here's some info in the crawl like yeah i know they find a way to do it better than that but we'll, we'll release a book later yeah yeah but eh. it is the unfortunate side effect i'm, I'm still you know i don't know i still think recasting is a possibility but I, I i just know they have to be very careful with this yeah yes. again this isn't uh with all due respect to the state of Peter Cushing and the state of Peter Cushing, it's not the same for no. Star Wars no. fans. So um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I, I feel bad for Todd Fisher if he just kind of was like, 
smoking a turn or got excited or heard something and yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. And it, you know, it would make sense that if they're like, hey, we had enough extra footage, but it, yeah. Ryan Johnson doesn't seem a Gareth Edwards type. If Gareth Edwards directed eight, I'd be like, oh, cool. He probably shot an entire third act with Leia yeah. doing something else. Where's the solo <laughs> right. movie? Right. <laughs> Just yeah. from his outcuts. Yeah. 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 yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Uh, but definitely interesting. And again, the fact that it's from Kathleen herself. Yeah. Uh, carry some weight. Yeah. Right. And I think this will be a whole different conversation once Last Jedi comes out. Yes. So not yes. that far from now. Yeah. Right. Not that far. In, in, in the big picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to start hearing nine news soon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about Leia because a new Star oh. Wars animated micro series is heading to Disney YouTube this July. Mm-hmm. The show, Forces of Destiny, will explore all mm. new adventures with our favorite heroines, including Leia, Rey, Ahsoka Tano, Sabine, and Jin Erso. Lupita Nyong'o will also narrate the series as Maz Kanata and Daisy Ridley, Ashley Eckstein, Tia Sakar, forgive me if I mispronounced Mm -hmm. her name, uh, Felicity Jones will also reprise their roles. This is huge. Uh, The YouTube animated shorts will be two to three minutes long and a two-part TV special featuring eight additional shorts will air on the Disney Channel in fall of this year. And if that isn't enough, Hasbro (laughs) is launching a line of Star Wars Forces of Destiny toys that are 11 inches tall and are a fusion of traditional dolls and action figures. Mm. When I saw this, I started getting teary-eyed. Mm, I yeah. can get teary-eyed right now. Seeing seeing the dolls really what I mean, mm. obviously the 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 shorts as well. I mean the the um the whatchamacallit's the gallery yeah. of images that they were yeah. showing, but the dolls was like <gasps> Oh my gosh, to be able mm-hmm. to share this with my daughter, yeah. this is a dream come true. Right. That they really, they've listened to us and yeah. Yeah. what we want and recognize the female mm-hmm. fans or, mm-hmm. or anyone that wants to see mm-hmm. these characters. That was an overriding theme, um, not overt and not over the top, but direct from Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. A couple times where, including, we'll talk more about Battlefront 2, uh, this the panel, um, it was a w- women will be represented at a, at a level not previously seen, which, you know, I'll say bluntly, if you have a problem with that out there, um, go back to the 80s yeah. <laughs> and live in that time. It's okay. It's okay. This is what's needed, and it's exciting. As a Star Wars fan, if you're not excited to hear more about Ahsoka Tano, yeah. why are you playing with us? That's what I thought was amazing about uh, – one of the things I thought was amazing about this announcement is it was – I just saw animated shorts and I saw the characters mm. and I was like, oh, this is so great. And I was like, oh, and they're canon. Oh, and Padme's there too. Yeah. Padme never gets no respect. And like, right. Yeah. Uh, right. And I was so excited. And then the dime dropped of, right. oh, oh, and they're making the dolls and it's initiative to mm-hmm. make sure mm-hmm. that, uh, that women fans feel like they're brought in at a young age and that they're encouraged mm-hmm. to see, uh, you know, heroes who are women. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm excited for that because I believe in that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also just really excited to see these characters in these canon moments. Absolutely. In the fact that none of their press releases lead with, it's time for some ladies in Star Wars. No. It's just like, look at these characters. Yeah. And yes, of course, they're all women. Right. And, and, that, and, that, and that's my, my point exactly. It's like, yeah, you know, if, uh, Jen Erso is a great ca- character not yet fully explored. And yeah. unfortunately, we, we lose the character before we get the chance. Well, now we're going to get that chance. If you're a Star Wars fan, uh, that should excite you because these are amazing characters. If, if I was to tell you, here's another Princess Leia story, would you be like, oh, another story about a girl? No, it's Princess freaking Leia. Yeah, so, yeah, yes. uh, it's exciting to me. And, and, and there's these 
these correct me you've read the story a little bit more i didn't i misunderstood i i did i did not i thought there was going to be a maz kanata episode but the fact that it's maz narrating is really exciting yeah i didn't know that i think there's more stories coming there are um so there could be all the characters you love and care about it could later on down the line but but uh they're gonna have i think eight and then they put them all together in a special Mm -hmm. it's not the next animated series per se this is a special event um it's just cool man it's just cool yeah Yeah. another source i read which might be nutty uh also said that that there's going to be some crossovers that will surprise you oh so like yeah it's interesting to me and that made me think that maybe maz is gonna she might be narrating but maybe she would appear i mean these things are like two three minutes long i've seen art of maz i don't know yeah there's there's art of of maz yeah yeah yeah. so yeah i mean but by appear i meant i mean like uh there's no reason that you know maz lived a long time so she could interact with any of these characters she could be uh she could meet padme easy mm-hmm. yeah padme could have to go to takadano during the clone wars why not stop over right. for a drink yeah right yeah. so yeah. yeah just really excited for the little bits it's, of it, fun canon it's yeah. definitely cool but uh jennifer I, I gotta ask you is is it okay if i buy the figures too oh yes okay oh, okay i just want to make sure because i want to buy all these for, i was gonna ask you guys are you gonna be getting i mean they're really cool yeah, yeah, looking yeah. Uh, i will be getting weird face chewbacca for sure <laughs> have you seen that chewbacca <laughs> it's super weird in a good way i'm very very excited yeah yeah i have not it's great. These are wonderful characters that uh, we want to spend more time with. I'm excited, and uh, I, had th- I had this news spoiled for me the night before it was announced, aw. and I was uh, so it was a little, uh, it kind of sucked, but uh, it was fun to see it on a big scale and very well received. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Yeah. Mm. Well, do you want to talk a little bit about Rebels? Yeah, yeah. We'll Let's talk go to about Rebels. That show yeah. Rebels. Yeah, yeah, because that was big. Mm-hmm, that was big. Mm-hmm. Now that was uh, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the days, Joseph, but yes, <laughs> you're right. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, I hadn't. I didn't have pants on, so I was able to remember where I was a little I bit better than I don't think I did too. <laughs> you were in the room. Yeah, I was in no, the room. No yeah, pants. Yeah. It's all friendly celebration. No pants yeah. in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. The Ken Napsock story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it was a. There were great parts of the panel, mm-hmm. but then as it was really winding down to the end, I was like. Hey, I got up early for this. Uh, where, where's some news? Um, and of course, I think the biggest news to come out of it was the fact that Rebels is ending. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the way it was delivered. And it was like, don't worry. Animation isn't done. Yes. We're not telling you anything about that. We're going to focus on that Rebels no. is ending. The other uh, bits of news, and then we can discuss it all. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really interesting on the panel, uh, just in terms of fishing for what's next. Yeah, that the uh, the actor who plays Sabine Wren, Tia Sarkar, yes, uh, says it was just an absolute joy to see in person. She, I mean, just oh, cool. l- eyes light up at Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! Yeah. I mean, everybody on that panel yeah. seemed awesome. Uh, but I, I thought it was inter- interesting. A, the game that they played where Dave Filoni let her talk and just it was totally. Amazing. Totally just put her on the spot to like try to explain what's going to happen with your character without any spoilers. And like that was interesting to watch at a meta level. But the fact that she said, uh, You're going to meet some familiar faces on Mandalore. Yeah. That was one of, to me, the biggest teases about what's going to be in the season and what that might mean. Because I know you kind of talked about maybe they'll do a Mandalore season. That made me really think of Boba Fett. Boba Fett is not right now in canon. He's not supposed to be Mandalorian. Yeah. But he's got a connection to the armor, obviously. Yeah. Since he's the reason that Mandalore exists. Yeah, and I gotta be, I, I gotta gather my stuff. I, real life. They showed us the first episode, or not the first, they showed us oh, an episode. Okay. So I know what's probably one of the reveals, and I won't say oh, it here. Okay. Uh, I can talk offline with you guys, oh, but yeah. um, Please. <laughs> it was, uh, it was um, a dark 
episode. Ooh. Ooh. Not fit in, one, in many ways for Disney XD. Really? Wow. I, I say that, I sound dramatic. But like Clone Wars dark? It it was sad. Oh, oh sad. yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was oh. it was heart wrenching and oh, uh, had some fun chopper stuff though. Oh. Don't be worry, <laughs> chopper made oh, flappy goodness. arms. I love oh, my, my chopper, oh, but yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, and I'll tell you what, Filoni is a hoot, man. Yeah, and he is fun, and he I, seemed like I it. got yeah. to attend the press conference after smaller panel, about about hundred of us in a room, and he he had changed his shirt back. Because he goes up on it with the Ahsoka lives with a question mark and changes it sneakily in the panel to with the exclamation point. Uh, yeah, at the press conference, he had the, the, the question mark on him. Someone was like, you changed your shirt? He's like, no, I didn't. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was a typo on your part. Maybe you typed it wrong. It was really funny. Uh, um, but I think, I think it's somewhat obvious from the trailer, but I think, I think it's been figured out what might be happening with that. And he kind of... He kind of he expressed some nut that he's like I can't get anything past you guys sometimes. Okay, cool. I want to come yeah. back. I want to come back to that. The um the other little bit of news because it was a source that was outside of the actual panel is uh, it looks like in an interview with ABC News Entertainment, Filoni clarified that the Battle of Scarif is not the end of Rebels, and I think okay. he very understandably said uh, if if they were doing they have to be doing something amazing to end their story. Yeah, and if the ghost and its crew did something truly amazing in Battle of Scarif, you would have seen it in Rogue One because mm-hmm. that's that's that story. Yeah, and this isn't uh, Rebels is their story, mm-hmm. right? Which I thought was interesting and cool. Yeah, um, yeah. For the final season, we're building something, huh? Yeah, we're building build, building something important. Yeah. So I mean, for I think trailer speculation, mm-hmm. uh, obviously there's the comment from Kanan to Ezra. That mm-hmm. you know, uh, we are the balance, and we were meant to be Jedi to be here when the Lothal needs us the most. Yeah, that, I mean, I, it can't be as straightforward as that because it almost just feels like the trailer is saying, like, it, don't worry, they'll die protecting Lothal, and it'll be heroic, <laughs> it'll be cool. Like, I mean, it just seems so on the nose that it <laughs> what, it can't be. Yeah, that. what I loved about this trailer is it definitely made it seem as though you know we know that that Hera is the den mother. This is almost not Hera's story. It's all their stories pretty much equally. But I yeah. loved how the f- trailer was phrased with, you know, her narration of, let me tell you the story. Yeah. Uh, it's a story about a boy and yeah, a girl. A girl. And yeah. A survivor. And I thought it was really, really nice. Yes. Mm. And that they called Chopper, uh, it was a, oh, a war veteran. A war veteran. Oh, that made my heart happy. With one of the saddest shots I've ever seen of him standing before a crash Y-wing. Yeah. <laughs> Just broke my heart. <laughs> oh, Chopper has heart, we've been told. Uh, Jennifer, what Chopper. did you, did you have an overall reaction? I know you, you don't spend as much time with Rebels uh, because there's a, only so much time in reality, which is horrible, frankly. I know. When horrible. it comes to absorbing all this wonderful pop culture. Um, um, but did you? How did you feel about the trailer and, and about the news that it was Rebels was ending? I think that we we kind of figured that Rebels was going to be ending, and then yeah. that made me think about what Dave Filoni is working on next. Yeah. yeah, I thought, well, is it the Forces of Destiny? I know he's executive producing that, but that can't just be it. It's too, it's too tiny. Yeah, there's right. Something yeah. Bigger there's coming. something bigger coming. So that mm-hmm. was really interesting. But I just have a huge amount of respect for Dave Filoni, mm-hmm. saying like, you know, we are doing our own thing over here. This mm-hmm. is its own little world. 
old in some mm-hmm. sense, Star Wars Rebels. And it made me think about how important it is that, you know, if you're a young fan who maybe has a really young fan who has not mm-hmm. even watched the films, you can dive into Rebels mm-hmm. and not have to experience the films just yet. Mm-hmm. I think that's really wonderful that they've created this for young kids. I have not seen the trailer yet. I, okay. I hmm. missed that. No I watched all the other panels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And I, you know, I had a moment where I'm like, you know, I really should just binge this. I should binge <laughs> it before the last yes. season. Yeah. I would Do like it. to. Do it. Yeah, I really would because I think there's some great episodes. Yeah. Well, maybe we can have a group binge because, yeah, I would like to rewatch it all now that I know it's coming to an end. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was excited. That sounds awful. I was excited to hear that it was ending. But it was because exactly <laughs> what Filoni was saying is like, yes, it's time. Hmm. And it's just really nice to see that uh, in an era where everybody is going to always try to make more of whatever they're making yep. because we right. will buy it, yep. that they have the confidence to say, great, this animation team will make another successful yep. series and we'll make more toys and mm-hmm. you can cosplay as those characters. But these characters, time has come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was pretty open to the fact that it's not been a secret that he was like, I want a chance to end this show and not have it ended for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the crowd gave a nice round of applause to that. Uh, right. Clone Wars fans speaking up. But yeah, and I, I like that uh, this is the opportunity they, they have. You're right. Disney could go and go and go. But the story had already had a built in finite ending. So yeah. I, I, I like that a lot. I like that he gets to do as the creator of it. And the handpicked successor to George Lucas in many ways. Yeah, uh, and it's very clear when you see them two together on stage. I was just going to say that. I took at the a screenshot panel. of that. Mm-hmm. That yeah. truly looked not in an evil way. It truly looked like uh, Palpatine and Vader. Mm-hmm. I got a screenshot of mm-hmm. as Filoni stood, and Lucas was like still have, sitting down, yeah. but had his hand on his shoulder. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. It looked like Vader and Palpatine. I'm telling you that you can just Master and Apprentice see that George is like this is the guy that gets what I do. He yeah, absolutely yeah. does. Uh, or what I. I did yeah um, there so and yeah rebels is interesting we, you know we've had a interesting relationship with it at times joseph but overall uh, we're so glad that it's out there because it does add a lot to it you know and i still i look at episode eight and you can I, if I'm not saying it would, but if the Bendu shows up at eight, it would be like, oh, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That'd be great. I would yeah, love a big old angry self-enforced cloud there. Bendu. And, and Rebels gets those big moments we saw last year with Mon Mothma and the Darth Maul stuff, or excuse me, Maul, um, where Obi-Wan, um, you know, kills Maul and... He's not the only one. I had that chance too. Ha! Um, but uh, oh, you didn't get to talk about that. Uh, we'll, we'll do that at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll do, I forgot. I forgot. Okay. I, I, my brain is still going miles a minute here. Fair enough. Fair enough. But rebels get these important moments, and I think we're going to get some big ones here, including the use of X wings for the first time. Oh yeah, that's great. That. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get a yeah. little. Uh, you know, is Chopper a part of stealing the X wings or building the? X- oh my gosh. Oh, what did Chopper have to? I also am really happy for just to see the uh, uh, Lucasfilm Disney not crowding. A New Hope forever. Uh, I think that's part of what uh, Rogue One, you know, it's basically the prequel to A New Hope. Mm -hmm. And there's been so much storytelling around it. And like, eh, yeah, you got to get start giving a little space and move off to the other other time periods. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So the Rebels panel was was good. The press conference was great. Um, Got to uh, see that, like I said. And and you can just tell that these this cast gets along. They love each other. They're truly Mm. family. You can see Tia Sakaar crying in the background when Dave Filoni confirmed something they already knew. Yeah. But uh, she was overwhelmed by the emotion of everyone there. (sighs) And um, and I'll tell you, there is a large percentage of Rebels cosplay. Yeah. When you're there. Yeah, I was Filoni, noticing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Filoni clearly has been successful in, hey, mm-hmm. you don't have to watch anything else, kids. Mm-hmm. Come on in through 
Yeah. Through Rebels. It's come, awesome. Come on through the side door. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And I know you know Freddie Prince Jr. from your collider work. In passing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was so impressed with him at the panel. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, it, it's uh, uh, there are plenty of actors who are like, I do a job. Yeah. And then when somebody comes at me and says, hey, what is the theory of this? What is the philosophy of this? What is the big picture? There are plenty of actors like, it's not my job. I talk to my writers and my directors about mm-hmm. what my character is going through and what I am saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it, to me, somebody who has been both an actor, a performer, and then also like a writer mm-hmm. and creator, mm-hmm. it's I love it when I see somebody who's doing an acting job but is like, no, 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 no. I got an opinion on the big picture philosophical movement of my character's arc and then how it relates back to the bigger picture and then how that relates back to Star <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that, you know, sometimes you, you watch conventions mm-hmm. and you can feel like actors are put on the spot of like, you want me to give you something? And yeah. I, I and in that Rebels panel, yeah. Freddie Pence just sort of dropped the mic on like, here's my big philosophical picture of Kanan and Ezra and their yeah. path. And it was really, really yeah. cool to see. And he, all sorts of props to him. He is definitely a Star Wars fan and definitely in, in, into that character and what it means. He definitely, definitely understands what his character is. Yeah. It's great. Um, great uh, to be there. He unfortunately was not at the press conference, but uh, the rest of the cast was. Uh, and I got, you know, Vanessa Marshall is, uh, is, is impressive as well. She's, she's uh, you know, just a striking presence, not just talking okay. about beauty. She's, she's striking presence and, and clearly just kind of a mother figure there. Okay. Mm. It's really funny to see them all interact. They are their characters. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that's, that's why I think Rebels, uh, when it really work, when it really works, it really works. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking that. forward to seeing it more, uh, more working of the Rebels. Yeah. There were some books announced, kind of, oh sort of. Oh gosh. A little bit of a weird book panel stuff. It was soft. It a was soft, soft announcement, soft right? Announcement. Yeah. Shh, guys, books. <laughs> I did get to stand within four feet of Timothy's on, and oh. I literally just stared at him. <laughs> oh my God. Literally <laughs> just was like, so, so that's Timothy's on. <laughs> oh Thanks for the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, at the Lucasfilm Writers Roundtable discussion, right? Is that what it was at Celebration? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of new titles were announced, including a Captain Phasma uh, comic, novel by Delilah Dawson, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, a young adult book by Claudia Gray, which I'm so excited about, mm-hmm. uh, a BB-8 mm-hmm. illustrated picture book that tells the story of what happened to the droid on Jakku. And much more. <laughs> I was scrolling through the gallery of all the different books. I'm like, I didn't there... really hear that one. Uh, you <laughs> missed some news bites when you're in the fourth. <laughs> yeah. There's so many. I, you know, I was following along, yeah. and you, you, listeners of this podcast know we we like the books. Uh, we talk about the books a lot. We review the books, and it, I had to dig <laughs> a little bit to get the book news. Now, yeah. I wasn't. I don't know. I don't think the books uh, panel was streamed, and and I no. I was off. and it was in a very small room. Yeah, yeah. No. to the side. I was off doing some other uh, writing work, mm-hmm. so I couldn't couldn't watch anyway. But I thought the most interesting thing is that a lot of these books are a journey to the last. Jedi. Right. And of course, they did the Journey to the Force Awakens, which was right. met with, uh, I think, some confusion yeah. and derision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, because I think they were trying to a little bit have their cake and eat it too, mm-hmm. of reveal cool things about the Force Awakens, but it didn't quite pop uh, right. the connections between the Force Awakens and right. the books. Now, they also had like the rollout issues with the Force Awakens action figures. Yeah. Which they then super corrected on Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue One is great with action figures. You mm-hmm. can walk into a store and buy a major character. Right. Uh, which makes me think, just kind of in general, that the Journey of the Last Jedi is going to be on point and powerful. Yeah. Oh, so I yeah. was super excited to know, mm-hmm. like, this isn't a random book about Leia. 
I don't know if you listened to this one. Yeah. One of the other books is The Legends of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So a book that's cl- in an, uh, the cover and image. And that's YA too, right? That's YA. Okay, yeah. uh, but it is under the journey to the last Jedi. Right. And it, on the cover, it's Luke at different stages yeah. of his life. And with the, the legends plural, to me, that says, like, this is going to be a story of in these, these 30 years where he pretty much took off right after Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. what do people think he is? What do they think he actually did? Right. Yeah. That's so exciting to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the fact that a young Leia novel is a Journey to the Last Jedi uh, book, mm-hmm. that could just mean like, oh, we're going to meet some characters who right. figure in, like is a background character. Right. Or it could have more weight. Yeah. That, like some lesson, some... Uh, philosophical thing attached. Yeah, and we had just talked about young Leia not too long ago, Jennifer. I know. I mean, this is a story that does need to be told, right? It does. It yeah, does. you pitched your whole movie directed by Sofia Coppola, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> and and now knowing that Claudia Gray is writing it, oh mm. my gosh, this is a dream come true. So yeah. there's so many great things and a lot of a lot of content to consume. So much so, yeah. yeah. I'm curious though about the Phasma book. The comic makes mm. great sense. It's how she survives. I was going to say, I guess that by the cover yeah it's all star killer imagery right uh the book uh you know I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how this how a book about this character because we know so little about her right. we yeah. know her armor is made from the 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 same ship palpatine had on naboo yeah mm-hmm. we suspect that she yeah. is among those feral children featured in aftermath 100 yeah. percent. I, I, mean, I definitely think that's it so but so then that that to me that's why i have a question is how and i'm of course going to read it but how does this become a book it's, it's, it can't be at 11, you know, her life on Jakku, and then she was taken in, and then she goes to the Unknown Regions and trains to be a Stormtrooper leader. Yeah. Is that the book? Uh, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. What happens between that time? I'm interested, but I'm wondering. Yeah, I think it's either going... These are my predictions, and I'm mm-hmm. not always great at predictions, uh, but yeah, I think either it's uh, going to be... Uh, really like the philosophy of why she believes in the first order like the, the book's okay. been doing such a good job at human perspective we'll talk more about battlefront 2 they're really interested in showing all sides of the story mm-hmm. so you know if we're right that the first order is forming in these far reaches of space right. why why does she believe this what is her regiment what is their perspective where she sees this as a good thing right. and not evil or this is crazy crazy talk uh <laughs> If there is a little bit of time jump that we begin the last Jedi right there with Luke and right. Ray, but there's some time to play with. How long did it take Ray to pack up and decide to leave? And how long did it take her and Chewie to get there? There's a yeah. little bit of time to play. It could be the great story of re- leading up to the moment you see the first order in the film. Right. Like, is it her dealing with what has happened with Starkiller base being destroyed? Is it them gearing up to go attack the resistance base? Right. It, right. It, does the Phasma book just bring us to the door of mm-hmm. the beginning of last Jedi from the first order perspective? Mm-hmm. Right. Which is, it's, it's an interesting time frame Cause some of these, I, I saw like what, what takes place between the force awakens and last Jedi? Well, nothing takes place. It's yeah. mere minutes apparently if we're to believe, but yeah, there is, there is that time. Yeah. There is a time period. Yeah. That they could be, play around with. Hmm. Probably not. I am probably yeah. full of space junk, but who knows? Who knows? And of course, the book we already aware of the one that with the hashtag Operation Blue Milk, but the uh, certain point of view book. Um, I uh, had the chance I ran into Chuck Windig on the oh, floor. Oh, good, good, he good, was good. Talking to Steel Saunders and Steel, I jumped <laughs> in to say hi, apologize. Uh, I, I just uh, I really like Chuck a lot, just yeah. because he just seems like such a good Star Wars fan and a good dude. And I just had a brief. Uh, we we had met in passing before, uh, and I just said, "Hey, man, like." Really loved how Empires end, ended, but I mentioned a certain point of view, and his eyes lit up. Oh, oh good! Uh-huh. It, oh, it's so cool. And um, 
uh, my old uh, my friend uh, from uh, who had appeared on Jet Alliance, Madeline Rue, is is going to write a story oh, in nice. as well. Got to walk around with her. Cannot say yet what it is. It's exciting uh, and the process. And she is at some point going to be able to come on Force Center and talk about it when awesome. when they're allowed Great. to talk more. So I'm looking forward to this book because Joseph, it is right up the Force Center alley. Oh man, we're going to get so many more details we can use in Data Bank Brawl oh, for small yeah. characters. <laughs> yeah. So many things are going to become canon I know. that we're not oh, canon yeah. before. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to read all these books. I'm super excited about them. I'm, I'm yep. excited to have Luke, have Lucasfilm know what they're doing yep. and yes. coordinate well in the books, in the movie. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Clear vision. Well, let's talk about the canon, shall we? Yes. Ew. Canon, canon, canon. Yes. Star Wars Battlefront 2, out November 17th, will feature a single-player campaign. Uh, you will also be able to play as... Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing her name. Is it Eden Version? It's Eden Versio. <laughs> <laughs> Mispronunciation Iden, is part of Star Wars. Part of Star Iden Wars. Version? Versio. V E R S I O. Eden. I D E N. I'm Eden Versio. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I put an uh, version. Uh, okay, Eden Versio. Mm-hmm. A special forces imperial soldier who Ooh. seeks revenge on the Rebel Alliance after seeing the Death Star 2 get blown up while she's on Endor. Yeah. I. Okay, wait. Eden? Did I just mispronounce again? Aiden. Aiden is the leader of the Inferno Squad <laughs> who will get their own book this summer, yeah. right. which makes her story in this game canon. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, um, but you, you yeah. don't actually, did I get this right that you don't actually play her though? I that, thought No, I believe you, you do, do play her. Okay. I don't know. But at some point the character, you do switch. And um, you will get the chance to play as Luke Skywalker Ooh. and later on as Kylo Ren. Okay. Yes. The story, again, I, I, even though I was there at the panel, trust me, <laughs> you sometimes miss things. Yeah. Um, the story is, takes place over 30 years. Okay. Over 30 years. Right. Uh-huh, uh, yes. uh, and, and Which would make some sense there. Um, yeah. And uh, this Inferno Squad novel had been announced previously. Christy Golden, who was at the panel. And then uh, it was renamed right in front of our eyes to oh, ba- really? Battlefront 2 Inferno Squadron. Similar to Battlefield yeah. Twilight Company. Mm. Same type of thing. But this one seems to, I mean, you and I, Joseph, still haven't, and Jennifer, I haven't read uh, Twilight Company. Yeah. Which, still, yeah. We're, which we're going to now. Going to now. Yeah. Because Andrew Freed's a great writer. But, uh this, there's a little bit more weight to this story, and the fans popped when they when the when the panel when it came up when the, when the trailer came up, and Dave Collins did a great job hosting and got right to it and all this stuff, um, and the characters revealed and and it says she says you know I'm part of Inferno Squadron. The crowd was like, yeah, that's the thing we know. <laughs> we have heard those words. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And yeah. Another, uh, uh, another leading woman character, which yes. is awesome. Yep. More of the, from a certain point of view, from a evil point of view. Right. <laughs> from the side of the empire. Not evil, but yeah. the empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, yeah, yeah, anyway. The, the story is interesting, and um, again, it seems so. This is part of the fun of celebration. I'm, I, I flight back. This young woman uh, sits next to me and starts talking about Star Wars Celebration, and I'm chatting. I'm, what do you do there? I worked for Collider Video and was covering it. Cool. What do you do there? Oh, I'm I'm Aiden Versio. <laughs> and it was uh, Janina Gavankar, is her name. Uh, Gavankar, I believe. Uh, she was also on The League, if you know her. Okay. Uh, been a lot of things, but she was she was the Shiva on The League. Uh, and recently on my friend Josh McCuga's show. Uh, and she just was overjoyed. She had been keeping this secret for a year, but uh, um, so I got to watch her scroll through her tweets as she's looking at all these people <laughs> tweeting oh it. It was kind gosh. of surreal as well. Uh, but she's so excited to play it. And again, 
a gamer and a Star Wars fan, so that's going to come through in this character. Right. But there is there's some importance, Joseph, to this character and to the point of view and the story of her. I think that her home planet is Vardos. Yes. Okay, and it is a family, a, a planet that willingly joined the Empire, ah. and that is something we don't normally see. Even Dave Collins said at the panel, like. Um, you know, uh, you know the planet's under imperial occupation. Or oh, then he had to correct himself. Wait, no, they were like, "Cool, this sounds like fun." Yeah. So this is a character that has grown up believing. No, this is the way to go. This is absolutely right. that's cool because we do see glimmers of that, like in the Catalyst novel, where even uh, uh, Lyra and Galen have that little bit of hope of like, "Well, mm-hmm. this seems a little off, but maybe just that will be good to have more organization and control right. over the galaxy. Maybe this will work out." So yeah, so to have that perspective, just I'm all in for it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just the weight of this being a video game that they're going there, that it's going to be canon, mm-hmm. depending on this is why I was interested if you're playing her or not. And I might have misread something. So I apologize if I got that wrong. Uh, but, you know, there's always something weird to me when a video game is canon. Yes. And you are playing a video game and you're like, oh, really, it's canon that I fell off a cliff 72 times. Thank you. <laughs> that's always a little weird to me. So, like, that's why I was yeah. like, oh, if you don't play her. If you play other characters and through mm-hmm. them you see her story, then her story stays. This oh, is just me being yeah. a little bit of a it weirdo. Could be. No, and I, I had to, uh, and I was telling Jennifer offline uh, when uh, Janina found out who, and she she held up and she goes, oh, someone just tweeted me about Collider Video. And I was like, don't watch my, please don't watch my review. Because <laughs> I said that as much in the trailer. I'm like, I, I'm not comfortable with the idea of these games being canon because that word, that word, that word, the word that drives Pablo crazy, <laughs> it's, it's like... We're, we're you and I are not seriously looking too much into it. Like, well, what if a character goes left or right? But at the right. same time, that that's kind of there. Yeah. Uh, much like with the Force Unleashed, where you could choose two different endings at the end, and at the time that was not put forth as a canon game. Yeah. But you're like, oh, this is a story between you know, uh, New Hope and Empire. Okay, or what's going on? So I, I'm not comfortable with that notion. But the game looks great. Yeah, and I'm thrilled that there is a uh, solo mission because I love playing the solo missions. Me too. Because uh, I grumpy and yell at clouds. But mm-hmm. you, so you, are you excited to play it, Jennifer? Oh, yeah, definitely. And you can ride a Tauntaun. Yeah. <laughs> that, to me, was like, well, thank you. Thank yeah. you, finally. Um, and supposedly the ships will be easier to fly, which was like I've a, heard, I've heard, I, I've heard tell. Yeah. Because I have someone very close to me who works at EA. Uh-huh. And it's the reason I have the Battlefront game, the first one, that they have put a lot into the flight stuff. And that it's, okay. cool, that it's quote, Cool, man. Good. Yeah. It seems like across the board. Again, yeah. the, the toys, the books, the video games that they yeah. put everything out for The Force Awakens and they sort of beta tested the return yeah. of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And now they got it all locked in. They're going to get uh, it. In this, uh, you know, the other thing about that trailer, uh, you know, that looks like the Maul versus Yoda shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the fact that it all focused on small characters, it just felt like, well, this is kind yeah. of a databank brawl video game. We should <laughs> sue Yoda versus Maul. That's databank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and there was a little bit of that too. There, yeah. There's the game's got to be fun. The game's got to be crazy, and I think that I think it will. So happy that some prequel elements have returned. Yes, you'll be able to play as a battle droid, clone trooper, be on Camino, some other lands, awesome. other worlds of all eras in mm-hmm. Star Wars. Right. So I think uh, I think they're doing a good job, and the character, uh, you know, the character looks cool. Furnace 
Squad looks cool. I have a little problem, and you might be, uh, Jennifer, maybe not as much because you're not as grumpy as Joseph and I can be <laughs> at times. I have a little problem sometimes where we're getting a lot of this, uh, a, well, around the corner from that one thing you saw was this thing. The oh, forced right. gumpification of Star Wars. Yeah. So that there was this squad with a new Star Destroyer type thing that we never saw, and they're TIE fighter pilots, but they got red markings, and they were on Endor. Were they right next to Singer when he yes. was on Endor? Yes. 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 Yeah, that's what you're getting into. A little, it's a little much for me sometimes, and I, I can, I, I understand those criticisms. But at the end of the day, guess what? It's a fake Star Wars, a fake space saga. <laughs> Let's see what they do in that. I with can't it. wait to fall off a cliff seventy-two times. Yes, and I will. I will. Mm. Should we move on to some toys? Yes. Some yeah. toys. We got a lot to talk about here, but toys, toys, toys. Uh, yeah, so uh, here's what I got for toys. Uh, do, you, do you have anything? Did you grab any any news, I Jennifer? I did not. I thought that the Black Series race speeder looked so cool. Yeah. Oh. And add to cart. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. it was beautiful, vibrant. I thought yeah. uh, Ray's face looked really nice yeah. as well. Um, what else was there? The Thrawn? The, the Thrawn, oh. his big, his big uh, room, case. right? His yeah. big display yeah. case. Wow. Cool. Yeah, with all sorts of weird art with and stuff, and force lizards. His force his lizards, his Yasalmari. Is that what they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, we we won't speak. We're staying Salamari. positive today. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yasalmari. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, oh, and the go, and go. Cool. And speaking of that, go. We don't want to jump back too much. We got a long episode here, but but that it was revealed in Rebels that Rook. Warwick, oh, da- yes. Warwick Davis will be playing Rook in season four of Rebels, yeah. which is Thrawn's personal bodyguard. Um, and and, and no Nogri, spoilers, right? No the, spoilers. the species yeah. Nogri, which yeah. also oh, yeah. has an interesting story going yeah. forward in the original novel. So. Proving, cool. proving what Pablo tweets out a lot, that just canon doesn't mean one thing is never to be canon again. It just means it's not canon yet. Yeah, canon is we know where this yeah. person was at this time. And if it's not canon, we don't know where they are at that time. Yeah, right. That's good reminder. Anyway, right now. Anyways, yeah. uh, and then speaking of legends, uh, Jaina Solo. Black yeah, figure. <laughs> big old, yeah, and it sounds like they worked hard to make that great. And I remember mm-hmm. talking about this when it came out that right. she was the winner of the vote for yeah. the mm-hmm. Black Series. That it was really like the the fans pushing back and saying, "Yes, here is a character that you really probably aren't going to reintroduce into canon, <laughs> because we know for sure now that yeah. Kylo yeah. didn't have a twin or nothing." Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the fact that they were like, "All right, all right, all right. All right. I, I see what you said, fans. All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. We'll make an amazing Jaina Solo yeah. for you guys. It does look good." Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the other thing is the bringing back of the uh, vintage collection. Yes. Which is the thing that is going to to destroy destroy my wallet in uh, any space to move in my home. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they printed new new characters on the, the packaging that looks like the packaging from the original series. Yeah, uh, back in the seventies uh, and eighties. Saw Jar Jar one there on display. Oh, like, really? Like, like for available for purchase. Oh, I saw a nice. bunch of them, but the Jar Jar one stood out. It was nice. Fun. And it said it, it had the yellow border, so the Phantom Menace on it. Oh, it nice. Wow. Yeah, they, I mean they're so cool. Nicely uh, done. And I think on the panel they showed a ray, which is amazing. Yeah. To see someone from The Force Awakens. But then they're doing a vote that's Mm. a very short window. I think it closes on April 19th, Mm. uh, where you can send in an email and just suggest one character. Uh, The fan vote used to be, uh, previously it was for the Black Series, Mm -hmm. but this is going to be for the uh, three and three quarter inch scale, more fully articulated. Uh, So we have an opportunity. So if you have someone that you really want, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. should uh, go ahead and take the time and email that in. Hmm. Uh, I, I was, I, 
I, the, the first character I thought of, who do I want an action figure of? Bendu. <laughs> You're not gonna, <laughs> it's not going to be three and three quarter. Uh, I'd love nails, Mr. Bones. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote in myself for uh, General Leia in oh, her Dakar resistance base okay. outfit. Uh, because I'm bummed that they didn't make a General Leia for The Force Awakens. Right. Uh, I mm, maybe works. will get one for The Last Jedi, but right. just in case, I'm going to vote for General Leia. I can get behind that. that. Yeah. You I guys get... have any burning action figures that you uh, want to see that don't exist yet? Uh, I, I don't necessarily, because mm-hmm. they make so many these days, it seems. But there's, I have to think about that. But like the General okay. Leia is a good good one, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, I could joke and say, more Rattus, more Rattus. But uh, <laughs> uh, there's, I'm sure there's more of those to come, too. Um, so, you know. You know, I could say, I don't know his name yet, but the, or I forget the actor's name, but Yorin from Game of Thrones, who's on Scarif. Okay. Guarding oh. Bodie Rook. He has the big beard. And the, oh, and the, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him because he looks so damn cool. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then I think one of the last things we wanted to talk about before we get to our final topic is just briefly touching on the Star Wars land yeah. information. Now, did you get to go to that panel or I, I cover did, it? I, I could have, did not. I think I chose to eat okay. <laughs> at some point. Um, just because, hey, that's going to open up when it opens up. But I did hear the big thing, which is the ride is canon. Yep. Or the land is the canon. land is canon. Yeah. Uh, canon. How do you? So uh, the other thing, <laughs> Jennifer just did a great Jennifer. take the camera. Sadly, there's not a camera, so I got to enjoy it. About that. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I think they also revealed that it's going to be a new planet, and the planet has its whole own story. Yeah. That it is. Uh, I thought this was significant. That it's on the edge of known space, which ties yeah. into some of the uh, storytelling they're doing in the books. Yeah. Uh, and that it is a place to go when you really want to hide. So it's, oh, and it's going to be sure. its own new planet. So how do you feel about that? It's canon. It's a new planet. It's a different direction than like, hey, you're on Bespin. Like, nope. Right. This, well, I think it, it frees things up. And yet, why would they make it canon? I think, I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm snickering at that a little bit, Jennifer, but I'll open up this. I, did, I got the Red Star Tours again. Yeah. It was Christian Harloff's first time riding Star Tours. Wow. And I thought about the question we just had on Force Center. Yeah. And uh, that ride's so not canon right. that it bothers me. So oh, okay. I, I get behind saying. it, though mm-hmm. there was a little bit of snicker in my mind when I was like, oh, of course, Disneyland, Star Wars Land's canon. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, it shows that they're putting care into everything they put out there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm on board with that. I, right. I'm, I, like, I like the idea that you're going to immerse into this new world, this mm-hmm. new, yeah, th- I think that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. I think I read a detail also that it was going to be very specifically immersive in that we are going to make sure that all of the aliens look amazing. Right. So it isn't like, oh, that person is kind of has a funny Admiral Akbar head. It's not going right. to be like a mascot. Like, look at that, look at that ah. guy in that giant Admiral. So, so you are really going to feel like you're there, yeah. which I think is which cool. Is and also line management. Okay. So you aren't going to be pissed when you're sitting there waiting to be one of the four people yeah, who yeah. goes in the Millennium Falcon cockpit. Yeah. For 27 million hours, <laughs> you will wait in that line. <laughs> but it's fine because yeah. there's Moncala, there's Aqualish, there's all sorts of species, Abednego, yeah. all there to entertain you. Yeah. This is interesting because then it's like for the face characters or the fuzzy characters, as we used to call them, which are, you know, the Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, yeah. things yeah. like that. So then what's going to happen if this canon, like with, you know, Chewbacca, Kylo Ren, sure. those characters are already in Tomorrowland. Yeah. So are they going to be a part of Star Wars land? Is that going to be <laughs> confusing if it's canon? Right. That is a weird sell to children. Yeah. Like, we are immersing <laughs> you in the reality of Star Wars. 
Here, Here comes, comes Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be afraid. Yeah, that's very that different way. than Darth Vader's going to do a dance for you. Right. That's Ooh. a real 180. Ooh, yeah. Right. This is really fascinating. These are deep questions, Jennifer. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you think about the lines, like, for these characters that we don't know, like, are people going to, well, of course we're going to want to take our photos with them, even if we don't sure, know who they are. Of course sure, we are. Absolutely. Of course, what am I saying? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's the questions. I have questions. I definitely can't wait to go, though. Yeah, oh, I can't wait either. to go either. We oh. will, I'll start saving up now. Yeah. A little uh, puffer Pig piggy bank. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hopefully only get larger so I can contain more money. Absolutely. Uh, shall we move on to our, our yeah. last thing? We saved it for last. The main event in this yeah. extra long edition of Fort Center. We want to thank you guys for joining uh, uh, this journey as we recap and, and break it down with you guys. The Fort Center family wants to uh, wants to dive into this. They want us to dive into it. We want to dive into it. And we're closing it with this big one. The 40th anniversary panel, which uh, was uh, served as a de facto opening ceremonies for Star Wars celebration this year. Uh, again, had the chance to be there, which was awesome. Uh, you guys had the chance to watch. What are your general takeaways and reactions before we dive into some details on it, Joseph? My general takeaway uh, reaction was that it was a, a really wonderful celebration. Mm-hmm. That they accomplished that very well. I think we had been talking about various predictions mm-hmm. and were uncertain. If George Lucas would appear, I think right. I specifically said, I don't know if I'm predicting it, but I want it. Right. And there's a world where he could have appeared in a very controlled way. Yeah. And the fact that he appeared so early, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about all, some of the things he said, but the fact that he appeared early and the panel wasn't necessarily a celebration of a new hope. It was more, this is your life, George Lucas. Yeah. Kind of. It was kind of like, this is a talk show and yeah. Warwick Davis is running it. But it's more for George Lucas to have some fun memories with all of his old pals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I got so excited. Obviously, uh, giving so much time to Carrie Fisher, I thought, was mm-hmm. totally appropriate and incredibly moving. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Jennifer? Yeah. I was glad. I was glad that Kathleen Kennedy said, this This is the man. The reason why we are here is because mm-hmm. of this man's yeah. brilliance. I thought it was a wonderful tribute to him, the maker, because we yeah. would not be here on this podcast with, <laughs> yeah. without him. And yeah, seeing him interacting and the relationships, it really felt like the whole event as a fan, watching these creators, these actors, is that it's a family. Mm-hmm, We're mm-hmm. all a part of this Star Wars family. Yeah. And that was so... So it was just such a beautiful thing to experience. To experience, even at home, live stream. The fact that they are live streaming it for those of us who can't make it shows how much we are a part of this. It just was really incredible. And the Carrie Fisher tribute was just so moving. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, this quickly, you're you're exactly right, Joseph. This was turned into This Is Your Life, George Lucas, in in, in the greatest of ways. Uh, You know, Force Awakens wasn't really mentioned. Rogue One wasn't really mentioned. Mm -hmm. This was all about uh, things before that, Mm -hmm. uh, which we can read into that if you want. But uh, I think it played out the way it should have uh, right away. And I don't know how you guys felt right when that first package comes up of the 40 years of Star Wars. Yeah. I started crying two minutes into it. Yeah. Um, totally just overcome with the fact of this fun thing, this fandom. It's a fun thing with big meanings to, to a lot of us on different levels. Um, just swept away in this, this joy of this thing that dominated my life. Yeah. yeah. You know what it really captured me about that package? Like, I was moved by it, mm-hmm. but... Uh, some of those interviews with people seeing 
Star Wars for the first time. And like, I know the actual story of why people were excited to be in line before they even saw it mm-hmm. because, you know, they had the great uh, marketing people who went to yeah. early San Diego Comic Con and got yeah. nerds, you know, yeah. who were much, you know, more under the radar, got them excited about this. Yeah. But to hear just a couple of those interviews were like, I'm so excited for this. Yeah. It was like, the, this feel, fills a need. Yeah. For certain types of people. Yeah. So that even before they knew how cool it was, they're just like, I need something like this. I mm. want something like this. Before they saw the very first movie, made me feel so connected to like, I'm not a weirdo to be sitting here on my couch, <laughs> having couch con, walking some, watching some people I've never met yeah. walk in Florida yeah. over the internet. Like, it fills something, something yeah. true, you know? Mm. Yeah, very much. That's what it meant to me. I, I loved Warwick Davis when he was talking about the letter that he wrote. Oh, my God. Oh, my it's amazing. gosh. <laughs> it just, oh. Dear Mr. Lucas, you may not remember me. <laughs> I helped you make Star Wars. <laughs> but give me toys. There's give like that great toys. balance of like, oh, oh, it's so touching. But ultimately, greed. That's the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dark side, Wicket, that right. you just want toys. Right. I loved that. I mean, see, and then seeing Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and, and mm-hmm. George together. Yeah. And you could kind of read into their relationship a little bit. Yeah. Like how they all kind of went back to what they probably were Warwick like. Warwick was great. Yes. I loved his taking shots at Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. oh, that was so funny. And a plane on a freeway. <laughs> oh, my god! Very clearly taking some shots at Anthony Danielson. <laughs> oh, yeah. And oh, my. Billy D. Williams there sitting there on the, that couch with the sunglasses on when he didn't need them. Mm-hmm. I, was having, I was having such fun taking screenshots because, yeah. you know, obviously the, uh, the, mm-hmm. all of these amazing people who have affected my life would be kind of looking at the crowd and every once in a while, just for a yeah. split second, they would look directly into the camera yeah. and would be like they're looking at me. Yeah. And Billy D. Williams, I got this great shot. One moment where he just, he points at the camera, almost like, yeah, I know you're there. I know you're on your couch pants that's watching this way at home. Uh, he, I'll tell you, I was watching, I, I, far enough back, you know, but I could see them, see them on stage. And uh, I can't tell if he was happy to be there or if, I get, if he was happy Harrison was there. It was a weird, he just kind of would stare off into the distance. And it was like he spoke for 10 seconds. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen Peter Bay a few times. It is kind of sad to watch him stumble out here. But he, he's such a he's such an ambassador for Star Wars. It yeah. Mean, it means a lot to have him out there, uh, despite sometimes the pain he's in. Um, but it was, it was weird watching those three out there. Yeah. Like, cause it, hey, Billy D., you were Lando. Cool. Great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Peter Mayhew and Anthony Daniels are old war horses. Yes. Like, uh, Peter Mayhew is one of the first famous people I ever met. He came to the uh-huh. the convention I do in Minnesota in, like, 2002. Yeah. And I remember the power of him just looking down and, like, yeah. those are Chewbacca's eyes. Yeah. You know, the first time that I ever yeah. met him. Uh, like, so, th- yeah, they're old convention war horses. But then yeah. Lando would be like, where'd my character come from? I had a cape. <laughs> like, that was so awesome. I was pretty cool. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was fun. Um, Hayden Christensen was very well received by the crowd. Ian yeah. Darman, very well received from the crowd. I really enjoyed that they, that they weren't shy, uh, about touching on the prequels. Uh, 2015, you kind of got the feeling they were, yes. that the prequels were not as focused on, uh, there. And this time around, it just seems like, no, that's part of it. Yeah. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ian McDermott was so good about speaking about them. And mm-hmm. like, uh, he, he was so good at like praising yeah. George and Hayden, like picking out like this scene was so great. And here's mm-hmm. what you did in that scene that was so great. Yeah. And, like, it felt honest, but it also felt like, yeah. you know, the, the old cast was all kind of uh, poking at each other and making fun of each other. And, like, here's yeah. a weird thing you said, George. And like, yeah. you know, Ian McDermott is just like, oh man, classy. 
classy yeah. uh, gentleman is like, you know what was great? Yeah. yeah. I loved right. him describing the, the Plagueis scene, the opera oh, scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were going to have a little chat. <laughs> it's right. so amazing. Um, but George himself. Yeah. This was, is the big thing we want to Was interesting. About. Yeah. In a wonderful, wonderful way. I love him. He was pretty damn honest if you read between the lines, and sometimes you didn't have to read far. Oh, yeah. There, there were yeah. a lot of spaces between the lines. It was very easy to read between them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, the thing that I really wanted to talk about was when he said, hey, it was, it was already kind of rebel that he was out there. That yeah. he was getting to run the show. Like, yeah. Kathleen Kennedy kind of stepped aside and like, you know. And then when he said, I'm not supposed to say this. Yeah. And you knew he's really not. I yeah. think he kind of doubled back and said, like, yeah, I wasn't supposed like, they still don't want me to say this. So yes. you got the implication that right now, almost backstage, some Disney handlers were by the way, like, <laughs> by the way, Mr. Lucas, if you could just not call us white slavers or say this one other thing, because we know you can kind of, you know. Go off the rails. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, uh, his quote that he originally made Star Wars for 12-year-olds. How, I want to talk about that amongst ourselves, but first mm. I want to ask you, Ken, how yeah. did that play in the room? What was the initial reaction it it played it played generally well but at the same time and because he, he you know he t- i can't remember the exact line but he kind of took a shot at the fans some of the fans you know some of the fans yes, uh, I, yeah right of uh, saying it so that you know in the room in, in my row there's people who aren't prequelists um and uh it was it was received well but it was understood yeah. If, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. At least so in my section. I I have opinions about uh, what what he was actually saying and how it was changed by the context. But I, I want to hear what you guys think, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm Jennifer. curious. You know, I, at first I was like, eh, eh, I, I felt a little pang. <laughs> but, then, but then I was like, no, I, he's right. It is. I mean, I was re- recently watching The Phantom Menace, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to show this to my daughter. She's going to love it. Oh, because cool. now as a parent, I get it. Like I see how George, when he became a dad, how we would want to make this appeal to, to his kids, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and how it plays differently. And so he's right. It is for, but, but at the same time, I also go back to when he for, made the first trilogy mm-hmm. and how that I think was the 12 year old in him. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't like what the prequels were, which was specifically geared for a younger audience. It was more mm-hmm. the original tr- trilogy was more about capturing like that spirit that you get, mm-hmm. that feeling that he had when he would watch those serials. Right. As a that kid. rush of adventure. Exactly. That, That's how I took it. Yeah. And Interesting. I, uh, Cause I, I think it was Warwick who's, who tried to be like, Oh, the 12 year old and all of us. And I think George was like, in his head, like no, no, twelve no. actual twelve year olds. Yeah, you know, and I love what George said about you know at twelve. That's kind of the awakening. Yeah, right. You're, when you're looking towards the world at large, and this is to help you learn some things. Yeah, and uh, he pretty much just straight out said, like, you look at Luke, look at him making the yeah. right decision. Yeah, maybe choices. you want to be like Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part of it was powerful to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the fact that. Uh, I, I think the comment when the creator that everybody has come there to celebrate says, this is for 12-year-olds, he says that to a room full of people who are not 12, <laughs> not who have shaped a large part of their life around it, <laughs> it can feel like uh, a little bit of like, the creator thinks we shouldn't still like this, that we should have given up on this mm-hmm. when we were 13, and instead some of us are much older than 13, <laughs> right. and I'd spend a lot of time discussing which action figure should come out next. Uh, but... That isn't the first thing he said about Star Wars mm-hmm. is I wanted to mix 
these Saturday morning cereals that I loved with mythic philosophical ideas of family Mm -hmm. and good versus evil. Yes. That is the first thing out of his mouth. You're right. He did. And I feel like if he was ever talking down to Star Wars, that wouldn't be his first words out of his mouth of what Star Wars is. Right. Right. he didn't say, I want to make a fun adventure serial that made me feel excited and dance around pretending I was a hero Right after I saw the Saturday morning serial. He said, I wanted to make something that's flashy and fun on the surface and has these deep themes. And mm-hmm. I think that's more what he was saying, that it was for 12-year-olds. He wasn't right. saying it was a 12-year-olds because we like to make lightsaber noises. And yeah. then at 48, you shouldn't make lightsaber noises anymore. <laughs> right. I feel like what he was saying is we need to hear these morals and these ideas mm-hmm. at 12. And I'm kind of of the opinion that uh, part of the reason it's powerful to us is we need to continue to hear those stories. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about our own society that way. We, we adults, teach children the values. Right. And then the children grow up and then they somewhere along the line realize, oh, the adults don't always follow those values. Right. But I just get old enough and then I turn around and I preach it to someone younger <laughs> Than me. That's, I think, kind of like the cycle yeah. of society. But like a lot of our problems are solved by Sesame Street level yeah. morality. Absolutely. And Star Wars presents that. So to me, I feel like this is a good way to say no matter how old you are, you need to be reminded of these ideas yeah. that are formative and that they shouldn't be just there when we are literally forming, but that we're always faced every day with these kind of tough moral decisions in that we always need stories like this to try to help us navigate them yeah. and remind us of, you know, what is right. Yeah. You have my vote in the next election. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, Jennifer, for you as, as yeah. a parent, I mean, you have, uh, you have a way to uh, start these conversations with your daughter. She grows up to uh, yeah. present these kind conver- of complicated issues sometimes. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And it makes me think you're so right, Joseph, about how George has always talked about the, the idea of at, when, when he first started Star Wars, there was no modern myth. Yeah. This was going to, to be that and it's continued to be that. And I think about the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels and now mm. The Last Jedi and how we're able to talk to our, to ourselves about these bigger mm. issues. And, of course, now the younger generation, how important that is for them. I, I love it that I can introduce Star Wars to my daughter at, mm-hmm. you know, almost two. And she's loving it and enjoying it and getting those messages of good, evil, friendship, loyalty, all those yeah. important things. Yeah, and you get the sense, too, that George George still likes this stuff. Oh, yeah. George still has oh, an opinion yeah. on this stuff, which might be why he didn't like Force Awakens as much. And didn't, you know, that there's, you know, he knew he did what he had to do, passing it on, which is something he had talked about before. But, um, yeah, yeah, so you're right. It, it, you're right, Joseph. It wasn't just a, you know, a bunch of nerds. Yeah. This wasn't the Shatner sketch from SNL in, 80, <laughs> in 86. Yeah. This was, uh, it, it means a lot to him. This is someone who I think uh, at one point, probably before he made the prequels, kind of accepted this is my thing. This is my legacy. Yeah. Right. Um, on a smaller scale, Lauren Michaels coming back to SNL in 85 was like, all right, I tried to go away from this, but this is me. Yeah. This is what I created, and I'm going to bring it, uh, see it to the end. Yeah. Uh, George got to see it pretty much to, you know, got to walk away when he wanted to, but he's still, this is still his thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he even had that great story to illustrate it, kind of hinting at Mm -hmm. some of the dynamics that go on in Star Wars Mm -hmm. fandom when he talked about the the kids 
lining up to try to see him mm-hmm. uh, by the fence in Italy. Oh, yeah, yep. that was a great story. Kind of alluded to mm-hmm. critics not liking the prequels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that here's George Lucas on stage, sort of like in uh, the, the time where I was sort of being critically ravaged the most mm-hmm. in Italy. So shooting the sand scene, possibly yeah. one of the most critiqued yeah. scenes in all of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. To me, there were kids who still love Star Wars. Yeah. And it felt like he was saying, like, you know what? I invented the Rebels. I am the biggest rebel. Yeah. I don't care he what really any is. of you think. If if all of you left tomorrow and 12-year-olds still like it, <laughs> I would be happy. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I loved it. And, of course, the big thing to come out of this panel was the the uh, the tribute to Carrie Fisher. And it was very apparent. Uh, you could feel it. Um, the emotions were running early on. But when, when Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and Lucas were on the couch, they, there was a, essentially an empty spot. Yeah. And you could kind of see it. Yeah. You could kind of, the crowd felt it, you know, it was that unspoken thing of, ah, this would have been the moment she came out. So you knew they were going to do something, but I, I, no one, no one, I'm telling you, and I don't know how you felt on couch con and chair con, no one in that room thought this is, that this was what was going to happen, that they did this amazingly moving video, which had, all you could hear in the row was, (laughs) (laughs) um, all you could hear and um to have george kind of i mean you you'd said it well, george wasn't just coming out to be like hi guys he stood up there and had and, and with kathleen and gave that speech and you yeah. can see it's running in the background they have this big giant teleprompter on the back of the you know you could sneak a peek but he he put effort into it if, you, yeah. if that makes sense absolutely yes. he wasn't just like yeah i'll come to your star wars con he right. reminded me of like a dad who doesn't normally talk uh, giving a toast at, yes. a, at a child's wedding yes. like obviously is a very different event but that sort yeah. of like i don't normally do this yeah. but this is important to me so yeah. I, I will put some together some words yeah right. so that was amazing you guys from your locations uh um in, in your sweatpants or whatever <laughs> uh you wear to relax jennifer uh <laughs> how did it, how did it feel oh well, it was yeah i mean it was amazing and powerful I think it was probably, uh, I think the moment that Billy Lord came out was the moment, like out of yeah. out of everything, out of uh, uh, buying action figures, mm-hmm. meeting fans, meeting meeting mm-hmm. actors. That was the moment where I was like, I just wish I could be in the room because mm-hmm. that's one of those like you can't experience it, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, having mm-hmm. that communal event of physically being in the room. And having that swell of emotion, that was like the moment for everything. I was like, I wish I could have been there for that because I think it would have been uh, yeah. very healing. It was. In a, in a weird way, it was what kind of needed to happen, much like you got the chance to go to that public memorial yeah. and see how his, mm-hmm. to, to see Billy uh, up there, uh, who you know who is part of the Star Wars universe directly now yeah, yeah. Um, with the character, um, to just, just nail it, just give a great... You know, compose herself as, and and have this moment. It was like, okay, she she's going to be okay. We as fans, we can be okay too. Yeah, right. uh, it was an important moment. Um, what was it? What was it for you, Jennifer? Yeah, I think that seeing Billy and just it reminded me that she's a, she's a, she was a mother. She's was yeah. a friend. You know, she's not just this character that's on our shirts and our action <laughs> figures. She mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. a a a person, and I think mm-hmm. that that's what we got to see through them, through the mm-hmm. everyone on stage, but also in that. Video as well where I just was like oh the video is amazing I yeah. miss her I miss the video her video is is an amazing amazing uh, send off uh, with a, with the use of Rebel Rebel by David Bowie mm, so well yeah. um, and then <laughs> as we're all still crying and I'm, I'm even getting emotional reliving it the, that curtain so does the setup I don't know how it played on uh, I haven't seen the video yet it, how did it play a surprise a complete surprise yeah 
1,000% surprise. You could not tell that there was an orchestra behind there. Yeah. Oh. And Mark Ellis kept making the joke, how did we not know a 40-piece orchestra was behind <laughs> there? Well, they must have known, but everyone... Not an idea. So, know. so you know, you're seeing your, the videos up, we're, <laughs> we're doing all, you know, I'm looking at Perry Nemiroff, I've got, I'm crying, Perry, you know, Christian's crying, everyone's crying, and, uh, you know, you're standing up, you're clapping, and you just see this curtain. So you can't see, and yeah. you guys might have seen before we did. I don't know if the camera cut to it. I have to go back and watch it. So all you see is the curtain. It's like, what, 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 what? And if you, are you guys familiar with Waiting for Guffman? Yes. Okay, so when Michael Hitchcock's character towards the end starts clapping, goes, Corky, Corky. <laughs> so the curtain goes by, the music, and, and everyone kind of like sits down, and you see John Williams going, shh. I screamed out, it's John Williams! It's John Williams! I'm clapping my hands like a weird animal. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a, a, a in one fell swoop, and I'm sure again you saw the video, but yeah. to explain what it was like there, the audience, <gasps> and then have John Williams going shh, and the audience goes oh, but. wow! It was the weirdest, most like, wonderful thing oh, to experience. Wow. If everyone just like we know it's coming, and when he starts playing uh, Leia's theme, it, it, it did. I had snot bubbles. Yeah, those those tears that just we couldn't. It just was such a, a remarkable thing to, to experience, and I'm sure on Couch Con just as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, well, I mean, it, it, that that is different too. But I mean, sure. the, the power of it. Uh, I think you know uh, there was the jokey thing for me if they kept zooming in on one or two particular mm-hmm. uh, uh, instrumentalists, yeah, uh, yeah, orchestra yeah. members, and I was just like, you are amazing. Yeah, you are playing Star Wars music live in front of the most diehard fans ever. <laughs> yeah. Like they will know if you get a single note wrong. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that was amazing. But then I think uh, I think one of the last really powerful moments for me was George's true admiration. Mm-hmm. No mystery, no snark, just head over heels fanboy mm-hmm. for John Williams yeah. when he said this. This is the secret sauce of Star Wars. It is. Mm-hmm. Like, George Lucas will sometimes give credit, and he will sometimes reel credit back yeah. in, <laughs> uh, and he will sometimes re- really, but for him to just be totally like, no, this guy yeah. is amazing. <laughs> right. You guys, right. this guy. Yeah. It's right. like, uh Yeah. And to go into even more of the music after and everything, which was, I mean, I'm telling you, we, we just sat there all of an audience just bawling our eyes out. Yeah. yeah. One of those wonderful experiences. And I, as a side note, I got to attend the, the Mark Hamill tribute to Carrie Fisher. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay. uh, I, don't, I don't know if that was live streamed or if it's available. It was. I think it's it on was. YouTube. It is yeah. on YouTube. Oh, that's right. It's got the thumbnail of him doing Flipping the Bird. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which we were amazed. <laughs> we're sitting at dinner going, are they going to let this go? Is Disney going to keep this up? Which they did for a while. Uh, I can just say too that was that was amazing. If you have, if you are out there listening, haven't had a chance, go back because it was the tone and tenor was perfect. It was a conversation with Mark Hamill, who several times said, "I need this just as much as you need it," and broke down in tears as he, as he read his his tweet statement that he released. And okay. that was that was uh, one of the hardest things as, as a fan to watch. Mm. Luke Skywalker's crying. Yeah, <laughs> it was really tough, but it was it was great to watch. Um, but the fortieth panel, fortieth uh, anniversary panel, was so great. And I'm glad that they just did that, and they didn't sully it with news. Yeah, did not. No Obi Wan standalone, Jennifer. No, no Ewan McGregor at all. Did not know. No. Oh yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, no, we, we didn't need it. Need we it. didn't need it. No, it was a celebration. Star Wars is the news. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's how I ended up feeling uh, overall about celebration. Almost like it was Yoda's speech to Luke about yeah. you know. Always looking towards the future, yeah. the horizon. Never your mind on where you are, what you're doing. Yeah. And it felt like that was the guiding philosophy of this celebration. Like they certainly announced a lot. We just spent a long time talking about it, <laughs> but they didn't talk about the horizon. Yeah. Right. They didn't mention Han Solo. They didn't even mention no. what they're thinking about with 2020. Yeah. They were real adamant about 
We're talking about the end of Rebels. We're not talking about the new animated series. Yeah. We're not even telling you where the next celebration is. Right. Yes. It was really just like, be here in this moment with us, yeah. enjoying the Star Wars you have right now. Yeah. And I think mm. they succeeded as well. I mean, just was a, a fun experience all the way around. Uh, honored that I got to go experience it. I know a lot of you out there did, like we said up top. So uh, feel free to continue that conversation with us and, and share some of your memories and pictures. Post them to the Facebook page. Uh, tweet them to us. We'd love to see them as well. Uh, as you, I did get to compete in the movie trivia showdown. Yeah. And, and yeah. if you haven't seen that, I don't want to spoil it to, uh, for you. But it was uh, it was fun. It was exciting. Uh, you fans are certainly passionate about <laughs> Star Wars and Star Wars trivia. Uh, so check that out. That is on Collider Video's page as well. Guys, we're, we're coming up to almost a two-hour mark. This is yeah. our biggest episode <laughs> ever, but I think it needed to be uh, because it was such a, a it was a great weekend to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah, yes. so much to celebrate. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll start to wrap it up here. Any closing statements, thoughts on this wonderful event? Joseph, Jennifer? I am so happy to be here with you guys. Aww. Another 40 years for us of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. All goodness. the action figures, all the video games, <laughs> yeah. the Battlefront 22. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in for it. We'll keep uh, going. Yeah, I'll, the final thing uh, I'll say is one other George Lucas moment that I really like. Uh, in the 40th anniversary panel, I think it was uh, uh, Warwick Davis who said, so you're just, you're really just, you're, you're always just trying to raise the bar. And George Lucas said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I did, that was that was perfect. Like this is the guy who made this thing that we've yeah. loved for forty years and will love for four hundred years more. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, yeah, I, I casually created, changed the world a little bit, yeah. yeah, and then I'll try to change this more. Sure, yeah. it's like all deadpan, all deadpan, all deadpan, but uh, taking credit for he, a he, job well done, George Lucas. He is a wonderfully awkward man. He is. He, he's just, you still see those pictures with him afterwards. He just kind of doesn't know what to do with his hand. Yep. He just, I just want to go back to my house. He's interested in yeah. the ideas and it's, yeah. it's paid off. Mm-hmm. It is, so. uh, is, uh, it is, it is wonderful guys. That is it for now. We're a lot more to come for center in the weeks and uh, months to come. We got some big stuff coming up. Uh, a big announcement, as you know, on May the 4th, uh, you want to stay tuned for that special episode. Uh, keep following us on Twitter. We are growing. We want to get up to 2000, followers on Twitter, so go ahead and head over to at Force Center Pod. Use that hashtag Force Center. Join that conversation. Head over to the Facebook page. I do. I tried as hard as I could to do some Facebook Live broadcasts. Yeah. They're still up there. I not complaining. Cannot tell you how managed my days were down to the minute. Yeah. Um, so I could not get to uh, Facebook Live as much as I wanted to. More on that though. So go over to the Facebook. Facebook I can't even talk. Go over to the Facebook page. Like <laughs> it. We're trying to reach for a thousand there. The ratings and reviews help us on iTunes. Uh, so please continue to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We want to get two hundred ratings, Joseph. Yeah. And yeah. that will lead to a special. Yeah. So the last time we did this, it worked really, really well. We asked you guys to get us to. Uh, I believe it was. Uh, 160, and then we did a special databank episode, databank brawl episode, featuring more uh, bigger name characters from the Star Wars galaxy fighting, and if you can get us to 200 ratings and reviews on iTunes, we will do another databank brawl special featuring some big name characters. Yeah, absolutely, and and hey, tell your friends about us. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of Star Wars shows, and a great community, as I said up top. It was fun to meet a lot of other Star Wars creators. Uh, We are happy to be part of that, but please 
please continue to tell us, uh, tell your friends about us and what we do here. Such wonderful things like databank brawl, Star Wars counseling, Star Wars reg, Jedi beat, uh, a lot of things going on here and more to come. Jennifer, as always, it is great to have you. Thank you. And share yeah. your joys. I really, I really wish um, both of you were there. Me too. Uh, and we're going to make it happen again. And there's other cons to come. Yeah. But there's certainly yeah. nothing like Star Wars celebration. But uh, I can tell you personally, people would look me in the eyes and say, "We, we, where's Jennifer? Where's Joseph? Aww. We love Force." Oh, that's Aww, really thanks, nice. Guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that you were there and that you got mm-hmm. to have such a great experience across everything that you're doing. And it was nice mm-hmm. uh, to to feel like even more connected because yeah. uh, our partner in Star Wars mm-hmm. Geekery uh, mm-hmm. was there on the ground experiencing those things in person. And, and it was nice for me to think in those moments where the live stream didn't make it real. I thought <laughs> I get to talk to Ken about yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was great. It was really Star Wars. I mean, I remember 2015 was a moving experience for me, but this was even more. Yeah. It seems as though Star Wars is bigger and better than ever, which is great. That is it. Joseph, you can be followed at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you have a lot of wonderful things going on there. That's right. I got my podcast, Obsessed, that you can always listen to, and I've got a live edition of Obsessed coming up here in Los Angeles. It's going to be a blockbuster movie, SmackDown, where the guests compete to see who is the most obsessed. Uh, Mark Ellis will be there, a bunch of other great comedians, so you can find out all about that on my website at josephsgrimshaw.com. And also, if you're using the new app, Anchor, you can check me out there. I have a station called Headcanon. Yeah, absolutely. Jennifer, you got some wonderful videos on YouTube. I want people to check it out. Where can they find them? Yeah, you can find them on youtube.com slash jenniferlanda. You can see my reaction to the last Jedi teaser trailer and also a slight mini breakdown. I also have some uh, DIY craft videos, Mm -hmm. if you like that sort of thing. You got Jackson bunnies for Easter, right? Yeah, Jackson bunnies. Which is so funny. I, I I have not had a chance to watch that yet. I know I'm such a fan of Jackson, but I, I was obviously tied up. But yeah, and, and Bonnie Burton retweeted yes, it, which is great for you. For you. <laughs> I know you know Bonnie. She's a big Jackson fan. A lot of stuff. Guys, Four Center family, you are the best. Thanks again to everyone who took the time out of their busy weekends to say as much to me that you love Four Center because we love Four Center too. We are fans alongside you. So for Joseph, for Jennifer, for George Lucas and John Williams and George Lucas's shirts, which he's very proud of. We'll see you next next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.